The following is a presentation of Real Racing USA. It's come down to this, 100 laps, 5 to go. At the line, 5 cars, nose and tail, heading down into turn number 1. It's anybody's race. Inside Florida Racing. It's definitely crunch time. Somebody's going to have to make a move. 3 laps to go as they cross the start-finish line. Going down into turn number 1. They start to fan out. Coming off a of 2, they're side-by-side side, down the back straightaway. Inside Florida Racing. That's it. Coming off a of turn 4, white flag in the air. Checkers are wreckers. Anybody's race as they go down to turn number 1. They fan out. 2 by 2, 3 wide. Coming off the turn number two, they get sideways down the back straightaway. Someone breaks loose to the top, trying to make the run up on the high side. Going to do it the hard way around. Coming around four, there's still two by two. Three cars drop back. It's one car coming out sideways. Two's on the inside, coming to the line. It's anybody's race. Inside Florida Racing. 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 All right. All right, all right. Another uh, night of excitement. Didn't we just leave here? <laughs> Seems like we were just here not long ago. <laughs> boogly, boogly. Inside Florida Racing, uh, you got uh, Rob Elting here, a.k.a. Bonehead, and uh, you guys introduce yourselves. Carol Wicks. Good evening, everybody. Cece Brooks. Al Gore, inventor of the internet. <laughs> well, we got a good show tonight. Herb Newman, Terry Price, Austin Howell, Al Newman, and Seth Greco, plus others. That's right. A run around the racetracks again. We will do to see what's going on. Do you know who Al Newman was, don't you? Uh, Al Newman? Al Newman was the cover of the Mad Magazine. That's right. The character was on there. And that's yep. why I was hoping that's who we were having on. But even better. Give the man a cigar. Even better, um, Al Newman, the race truck driver, is going to be on. And Terry Price, the race truck driver. And Seth, Seth Greco. Greco, the fast race kid. truck. Fast yep. kids. Um, champion in my eyes and many. <laughs> it's going to be nice to talk to Seth tonight. We're going to bounce. Um, we're first, also, first we're before anything, I would like to express our condolences to the family and, and loved ones of Joe Kalman, who passed away last night unexpectedly. Um, he was married to Norma Kalman from DeSoto Super Speedway. Yes, and uh, we've also got um, Clear Channel family that uh, myself yeah. and CC are affiliated with Clear Channel Radio and... Somebody that, uh, if you're from Charlotte County in that area, um, even Manatee or whatever, um, you know, Ann Henderson. Ann Henderson was on the air with us for 20 years. That's a long time, you know, doing a mm. show uh, four days a week for two hours a day, uh, you know, um, always um, about what's going on, you know, in the town. And very, very political minded, uh, loved our country, loved our troops, you know. Um, Ann Henderson's going to be missed, you know. Uh, from me, I only personally knew her for about six months, but had listened to her on the air, and she has so many fans out there. And I uh, worked, I worked with Ann for fourteen years. Yeah, yeah I'm it, sure it was, it was a very, somber day at the station. Yeah, very today. hard day at the radio stations. Yep. This has been a week of nothing but sad news. I don't know. I I can't wait till next week so we can. Well, start it, over. <laughs> today started off uh, sad with the passing away of these two beloved people. You know, yesterday, they both passed away yesterday. But, hey, Saturday night was a good night for me. No rain. Great weather. Was able to get a full night At of Charlotte racing. County Charlotte Speedway, County Speedway, it was, it was like a it dream was wonderful. night. It yep. was great. 
I'm sure they had great racing everywhere um, with the weather seemed to be very cooperative in most places, and I hope that we do find out uh, exactly what happened. Uh, anything that sticks out in y'all's mind that was really exciting? Oh, well, at Charlotte County Motorsports Park, I loved the figure eight boat race. That was great. My favorite part, I, I'm going to have to admit it, and you're probably not going to be surprised by this, Randy <laughs> Kyle coming on the track, driving oh, a Jag, I pulling never would have guessed it. <laughs> a Jaguar? Yeah. Did I know. He he, no, he was second. Mangle won. He, it's with that big boat again? Um, it's that big boat he on had that his, big he had his He had his truck, his work truck. Yeah. Well, Mango Man. Yeah, these people are crazy. They come out there and fan participate. That, that word. The fam- that Corvette. With a Corvette, a beautiful, shiny Corvette. And that thing could not hold the truck. No, I mean, it, it was just all over the place. It, Against they, a big, was that a Ranger? The um, big it was, uh, I want to say like a Ford, what, like 350 or something. It was a, it was a, a big, big truck. Big Ford. Big truck. And okay. um, a couple of times, fan participation vehicles looked like they were going to just pancake on the wall. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. guarantee you, if one of those guys went out there and just slid that thing right up against the wall, Bobby would probably pay him an extra hundred. <laughs> You know what? I, I think you're probably right. You hear that, Jack? <laughs> What's that? I said them fan participation oh, guys, I, they I'll go out there for what. a trophy, you know, and if they go out there and just run their car right down the wall and just sparks fly off of it down the back straight away, yeah. I bet you Bobby fans, pay them an extra hundred. The fans <laughs> were wanting it to happen, especially with that Corvette. They You could just hear them in the audience going crazy over Do you know no Scott, sparks there. And Scott and Kay Steph? Scott Dro- used to drive a sprint car. She works in the little sh- gift oh, shop yeah. there. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Well, a couple of years ago, we had fan participation. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess it must be about five years ago. We had another driver there, Scott Moran and, and Scott Steph. And they were both pretty lit. They were drinking a lot of beer. And when they said they were going to go in fan participation, Kay was all excited and she was laughing. Well, her husband, drunk as could be, come out on the track in her brand new $45,000 truck. She had been laughing at all of a sudden. She's screaming up at the tower, stop the race, stop the race. Did you give him a breathalyzer? It was (laughs) the funny. I was sitting next to him, counting. Hey, you know what the funniest race ever would be? It's the drunk race. Um, You get all the drivers to agree that... Um, you have to be intoxicated in order to do it, so you get a breathalyzer there. You have to really? be drunk. That's a I, fun idea. Everybody I has to be drunk. I guarantee you there's a ton of them out there in Charlotte County that line up to get in that thing. But they have to have a ride home. No, no. <laughs> yeah. They all have to sign up for it, but they have to be legally intoxicated to, get, to drive in it and uh, turn them loose and see what happens. There'd be too many people on the track to move. <laughs> wow. And this that is a family show. It's and this is a family show. show. Yeah, That's we're right. just kidding, guys. Hey, yeah, I don't. I don't condone it. I don't drink myself, so I don't. In the Hatfield McCoy race Saturday night, kudos to Donnie Ollie Jr. Did yeah, a great for job. For sure, for he sure. He did a wonderful job out there. I saw uh, the trucks Russ. didn't get it then. No, and Randy couldn't even finish the race. Something happened to his truck. Well, fifty laps is a lot of laps. Yeah, no, he was just you know. <laughs> there's no way the trucks could do it, but Donnie Ollie Jr. was very impressive. All right. Well, what I'm ha- impressed with the job that Gary LaPlante's doing with those Outlaw Street stock. Mm-hmm. What a good show that was. What? Hey, Jack, what happened uh, when you went to the races over at DeSoto this weekend? Oh, I don't know. Um, not a whole bunch. I'll tell you, Terry, uh, 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 I'd rather talk about things like uh, Teddy Wilson went in, uh, Teddy uh, Nelson went in the Modifieds at Auburndale or uh, Troy DeCare went in another TBA race, a, a race at uh, New Smyrna. 
or uh, Shane Williams uh, winning the late model race up at uh, North Florida. Or, or Jeff Schofield winning the AACS or Wayne, race. Wayne, uh, Wayne, uh, You'd Wayne, rather uh, talk about anything Wayne, except Wayne, for what yeah, happened anything, at DeSoto. What happened Wayne, at Jeff, DeSoto. Wayne Jefferson winning the 50-lap uh, uh, open-wheel modified race at DeSoto uh, Speedway on Friday night. All right, there night. you go. There you go. Or... Uh, um, Rocket Man Bresnahan, yes, Mike Bresnahan, batting uh, six. He's won six out of. I want him on the show. He's won two thirds of Mike the, Bresnahan. Well, let's ask. When I'm we have, working on it. Listen, when we Mike have, Bresnahan, when yeah. we have Herb Newman on later tonight, yeah, we'll ask him. Be sure and ask him about Bresnahan. What Bresnahan's doing? Up I there. certainly will. Some more guys that can back up the fact that I used to be able to actually race without getting into <laughs> issues. No, if anybody, what, I'll man. tell you what though. Now you ask me, and I'll, all I'll say is this: is if you hang out on this show tonight, and you hang on, want to listen, you want to know what I got to say about DeSoto Speedways, the nightmare Friday night. You're going to have to wait till later in the show. Okay. The nightmare on Highway 64 will be later tonight. Hey, there Carol, you. I was thinking about you yesterday when I was watching the race at Talladega, watching your oh. Tony Stewart. Man, I'll tell you what. Jeff might have won, race. but Tony Stewart made the show. The last 20 laps were so exciting. It took me about two hours to calm down uh, afterwards. All I can imagine cars, was that NASCAR. you were at home screaming at the television. We were all screaming. <laughs> My daughter-in-law was screaming, and yeah. she doesn't even like racing. Do you guys and, think it was really more exciting? You don't think the race could have been a little more exciting than what it was? No, I think you're Parts right. I it, think but there the was, last part was good. Like the last 10 laps. It, yeah. it, that's what it, but yes, there was a lot of that, what, that, exactly, the draft yeah. locking, where they were all locked up in the draft and going single. You know, it was sort of interesting. You know what that music. He's sitting there with the sheep. You, know you know what that music is all about? It's because NASCAR is killing our sport. Come on. Oh, my goodness. Can I say it? Can no. I, can I freak out a little bit? No, no. no. I got to freak out on the qualifying. I don't qualifying. think it's NASCAR no. that's killing our sport. No, oh. no. no. I was just surprised oh, that no. three of the same kinds of engines just blew and took those well, three grid drivers oh, I out. Can't even, I can't even think no. about how the sport's just going down the tubes. Why? I, oh, why why do you say that? I, I just why, thought the race why, was terrible. I why thought it was terrible. Is, the qualifying deal was terrible. That people that being able to qualify ninth or tenth not getting able to race was but terrible. But that's NASCAR. That's what I'm saying. They but just, that has nothing to do with local short no, track no, racing no, no, across America. No, no. I'm talking about what we watch on TV. They don't let us watch that. If they let us watch local short track racing on TV, oh, that would yeah. be great. Screw that. Watch the NFL. It's much more exciting and much more competitive. What is? Did you get hit in the head with a football over the weekend? I'm telling you. <laughs> this is a racing show. At least keep it on racing. You know, well, uh, no, NASCAR no, sucks. He's, he's, a, he's a football nut. <laughs> no, NASCAR sucks. If there was local short track racing on Sunday afternoon, I'd watch it, and I'd be there, and I'd bring, invite all my friends over. You know what? I, why can't watch, you I would pass. watch it also. Why can't you pass no? under the yellow line? Absolutely. Why can't you pass under the yellow line? I want to know why I can't like NASCAR. You guys are you, ganging up on no, us. No, no, no. You can like NASCAR all you want. I'm just want. having I'm my just opinion. Saying, That's all. I was kicking my opinion in there. I'm saying for myself, I don't like it. To me, it's, it's not the least bit there's entertaining. There's things about it I don't like, but I find it very entertaining. I, th- well, I say... That's I why say, we have uh, 75 channels on a television I, I say, right. let me give one opinion, please, is that they just need to fix the fences so they can keep the cars in and let them do whatever they want to do. And if they want to pass under the yellow line, so be it. It's racing. Okay, it's not follow the leader, and that's all we watched the other day. It was pretty much follow the yes. leader. Until it was 
until the, the finals, you left. I bet yeah. you the drivers and even enjoyed the drivers, the car more. even the drivers, when they were interviewed, complained that it was boring for them. And you could hear them on their radio transmission saying, "You know, when can we stop? You know, following each other. When can I break out?" And it was really boring when Junior pulled in the pits. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. Man. I only watched the last 20 laps, and I was we were screaming. The four of us, the kids, were screaming. Haley was screaming, and she didn't even know what she was screaming for. Right. You know, right. The guys and I'm going to tell you something. It wouldn't have made one damn bit of difference if they had only raced those last 20 laps. No, it wouldn't have. You know, I right? would have been right? happy. I just them, knew when that go number out. one car broke, okay, and then the announcers, they always seem to know. They start saying they read off the other five cars that have that engine package. You just know <sighs> they were, they Junior said Junior ain't going to make it to the end. Okay, well, they like said there were seven of the same engine package, and three of them got taken out. And then a fourth one got taken out, not, but not because of the engine, fired. because of body damage. Somebody got fired this morning. <laughs> oh, I would think so. <laughs> oh, was, man. Let's, that was not good. Let's uh, just continue on to what we were talking about with local racing. Um, okay. Uh, what was he saying about Bresnahan? When are we getting him on the show? Um, give me a chance. It. Give me a chance. It's um, going to be a surprise. It's going to be a surprise. I'm going to make she, what, a, a surprise for you. She's working on it, and what uh, Jack said was talk to Herb about what he's doing. Yeah, he, I, th- I think he's getting somebody on the phone for us. Maybe. Maybe. I'm ordering pizza, man. I'm, I'm, you guys done <laughs> pissed me off. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think NASCAR sucks, too. We're in the same boat. You know, they always get us watching it, though, every week. So I, I, I think that the guys, they're going to they're gonna start getting a handle on that and start realizing, you know, people are getting tired of uh, watching certain things and mm-hmm. seeing things a certain way. And, yeah. What did you think about the Hatfield-McCoy race? You brought it up, and I we went off on something okay, else. Okay. Um, I thought it was going to be more exciting. I, 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 I will be really honest. I expected more. Um, and it wasn't what I thought it was going to be. And in, in all reality, it just really showed me the car, the, the trucks There's no difference. don't, the, the trucks don't stand up can't, you know, against those cars. Mm. You know why? But, hey, um, is this Terry Price? They're a lot heavier. Hey, hey Terry, we, well, will you help heavier. me out here? They, they, I'm in this hey guys, studio they don't hire, they with don't Carol handle Wicks as well. and these, uh, Rob Elting, Bonehead, and CeCe Brooks. And they're driving me crazy talking <laughs> about NASCAR. Can you help us out and come on our show for a few minutes and talk about local racing? Could you do that for me? All right, hang on just a minute. Let me Try to get your buttons all right over there. He was trying to play. He was trying to play. Are you there, Terry? Yeah, I'm here. All right, help Hi, us out, Terry. Terry. Hi, how are you doing? Just Hi, fine. Terry. How How's you? it going? Terry, you slid on your roof anytime lately, flipped a car lately, done anything like that? No, I don't want to do that too many more times. Oh, damn. <laughs> All right, Terry, so what's going on, uh, this bonehead, man? Uh, how you doing in your truck escapades and your racing? What's going on? Oh, I'm doing good. Um, I really like the truck class. Um, the, it's just uh, it's it's really different. It's, it's really what I like to do. Um, I'm having fun trying to build every car for every class if I can. And. Uh, <laughs> Oh, I just want to turn left. You know? That'd be a feat to have a car in every class. That'd be something. Right. Well, I've got, so far, I've got a Road Warrior. We've got the fast truck. I just got an Outlaw Street Stock. I ran it this weekend. And uh, I don't know. We're going to see what else we can do. Hi, Terry. This is Cece Brooks. Hi. How are you? I'm fine. How are you? Pretty well, good. Well, you know, you look like you're having a lot of fun when you're out there in the truck. Yep. Yep. I really love it. I got to give a lot of thanks to uh, Joe Coulter and 
just, you know, Bobby Deal for giving us a place to run. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was just a real experience in this truck. Well, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm jealous. I want to get in the truck and race. You better get in one of them Road Warriors first. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, start in a Road Warrior first. Be yeah. a whole different animal. Okay. Yeah, I mean, once you can, you see, Terry, how he got to where he could wheel that Lincoln around there, right? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. when you can wheel the Lincoln around there, then you know you'll be able to get in one of them trucks. Because that's all Terry had to do is figure out that truck a little bit. Because, yeah. you know, tell him, Terry, tell him the difference maybe of when you were in the Road Warrior and then when you got in the truck with, you know, horsepower where you needed it and uh right. talk about it a little bit well the, the the road warriors are a little different because they're all so, so much different compound attire that you really have to take your time and work lap after lap after lap because a road warrior is going to change i mean not every lap is going to be the same in a road warrior which in a truck you have you know the better the shocks the a-frames the tires the setups a lot better I mean, you can you can do it's so once you've turned a road warrior and you've learned how to master that, you can drive anything, man. Because it's just, I mean, it's so much smoother in this truck. Okay, well now I know my next step. I got to get behind the wheel of a road warrior. Yeah, you know, it's it's a lot of horsepower with a small tire, mm-hmm. and when you can master that, then you can handle horsepower with a bigger tire. Okay. But you got to well, make sure you got to make sure you do it in a Lincoln. A, <laughs> a Lincoln, got it. Yeah, that's the best ride out there. You got the air shock ride, man. Yep. Well, let's learn a little bit about Terry Price. You are a controversial figure at Charlotte County Motorsports Park. <laughs> Only in I've your eyes. I've known you for about ten or eleven years, and you were there long before I got there. Yeah. So what? How old were you when you started at at the Speedway? I was uh, just turned twenty years old. So ma- that makes you about 50 now? Yeah, no, I'm 39 now. Wow. So, so you start, did Did your father not race also before you? Um, actually, my dad's the one that got me started. Um, right. Back in 1990, we, he says, you know, hey, let's go to the racetrack. And I said, what racetrack? I didn't even know we had a racetrack. And uh, he took me out there one night, and he says, you know, we ought to do this road work class. And I said, well, I said, what kind of car are we going to build? My dad said, let's start, let's do it in a Cadillac. So my dad, he, <laughs> he went running around, and he found a Cadillac, and he bought it, and it was yellow with a gold interior, and we, he painted Cadzilla down the side of it. And uh, the, the first night I raced, I, I ran all the way up to lap 19 and blew a tire and, and was leading it for the whole time. And I've just we've just been it from there, and... It's all been my dad pushing me to, you know, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. And, you know, now that my dad's gone, I'm just going to keep doing it just for him. Well, I'll tell you what, Terry, no matter what anybody says, whether they love you or hate you, let me tell you something. Nobody puts on a show like Terry Price. <laughs> and that Lincoln, I don't know how many people know it or not, but the whole that whole thing is bent, cracked, broken, and yeah. he drives it like it was. Like it was a Mario Andretti Don't car. Don't let him yep. fool you. He's got a ton of them sitting somewhere. <laughs> yeah, I sure. You didn't know that. I've got four of them. Yeah. He's, he ain't messing yeah, around. He's going to show up the next week with a car. That's the unfortunate thing for, for the other guys when they're racing against Terry is they might tear his car up, but unlike some of these guys that you don't see for a while to tear your car up, for some reason he's back with one of them Lincolns the next week. Yep, yep. All mad at you. I'm telling you. And Terry, I think you've done a good job. You know, we've talked at the racetrack quite a bit. I and do, I, too. I think that, you know, uh, 
over the years. Here, I tell you to be calm, and there I lost my mind the other day, uh, freaking out, you know. But um, I, that's how racing is. I, it can work at you know, and I, I think it, uh, you've done a great job in your trials and tribulations that come with weekly racing. Yeah, and you know, I give it to my daughters too. You know, my daughters love that place. You know, they just they remember when I was little, they never would let us. You know, let me go. They, oh, Daddy, won't you stay home? You know, don't you have to go racing this weekend because they weren't allowed in the pits. And now that they're allowed in the pits, oh, I'm ready to go. They're, matter of fact, their bags are in the truck before mine are. <laughs> <laughs> That's nice. It's a real family affair that way. Mm-hmm. Are you going to make racers out of them if they want to be? Yep. Yep, that's for sure. What do you think about all these changes at the track since Bobby took over? You know, you got to, I mean... You got everybody's got to give that guy a, a big hand because there you go. I mean, I mean, he is just he, you know, just it just he has done a lot of changes there. I mean, he's tried to make it better. He's still trying to make it better. He has a real vision, doesn't he? Just the cleanup of that place when I first the first week he was there was just, I mean, just I couldn't believe it. I said, "What'd you do with it all?" And you know, he he threw it all away. I mean, and. I mean, I can't believe how many times I've been out there. And he says, hey, man, can you take a load of, of garbage out of here for me? And I, I'm telling you, I'll load my truck and trailer as high as I can get it just to get it out of there for him because he's always trying to make that place better. One of the things that I've heard from drivers in every class that come there to visit is how well he treats the drivers. And that means so much to them. It really does. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean, I mean believe me, I've run a lot of different racetracks, and, and you got to give it to him. You know, even whether it's good or bad, you know, Bobby always tries to make it better. You know what I mean? He he just doesn't tell you, well, that's your luck. Sorry about your luck. Goodbye. No, he'll sit there and talk out with you. If you want to talk till 2 in the morning, he'll talk it out with you. Yep. You know, I, and, and he won't let you leave mad. I you know, say, I say, I, I vote. smiling when you leave. He ain't going to be happy, and he ain't going to let you go and tell you he is. <laughs> you are. Hey, Terry, I vote, I vote Bobby Deal for race director at Charlotte County Motorsports Park. Say that again? I said, I vote for Bobby Deal for race director of Charlotte <laughs> County Motorsports Park. What do you say? Come on. I don't I don't want to say that. <laughs> he, he Rob's trying to start problems. Director. I mean, he's got a lot of good people working there. And yes. I, th- I think he'll, I think it'll all come, I think Charlotte County will be there way a long ways before all these other ones go away. No, nah, it ain't going nowhere. He'll make well, sure he keeps it there. Let's the, get back to Terry Price. I'm trying to build you up some, uh... How long, here, how, how long Terry? You, Terry, how long have you been racing cars? Oh, just about 11 years. Oh, okay. 11, 12 years, yeah. What about your daughters? Are they taking an interest in it? Yes. Yeah. Uh-oh. Matter of fact, my youngest one, she's only 10, and she's already been begging me, Dad, won't you put a seat in the in the, in the the Lincoln for me and take <laughs> me around the track? Lim- and I says, well, Selena, I don't know if I can do that or not. And she says, well... She says, I'm not afraid, Daddy, so just come on. Get me a seat in there and take me around there. So I've got to talk to Bobby and see if I, he'll let me take her around the track one time. And uh, I'm sure she'll. I'm going to give her a rope to pull on for the kill switch. If she gets scared, she can just pull the kill switch. <laughs> hey, Terry, let me, yes. let, me, let me take you back in time. Let's, let's go back to uh, East Bay Raceway. Oh, Around 2000 and, I don't know, 2000, 2001. 2002. 2000, you remember. Yep. Tell us about that race, man, at East Uh, Bay Raceway on dirt, of course. um, I started that race uh, 19th. Street stocks? 
No, it wasn't street stocks. It was a road war enduro. Yeah, that's right. That's that they right. had. That's right. And uh, I started 19th, and lap 94, um, I broke a time and chain leading the race, 2,000 to win, and uh, it was it was just an amazing race. I I never rode on dirt in my life, and I went out there and I dove it off in the corner and I hit the brakes, and I realized you don't hit the brake on dirt. <laughs> the brakes. When you're on dirt, you're going to the wall. That's for sure. And uh, I mean, it was an experience, and I love dirt. Actually, I've taken the Lincoln to Okeechobee. Um, I want to go to. I want to take it back to East Bay and the Lincoln one time. I really want to show 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 that Lincoln what it's worth. Is that why you wrecked down there? That was didn't you wreck down in turn? Like you did? I don't know if you called a wreck, but you ran into a tire or something down in turn four. Is that is that? Was that what that happened? Actually, that was the second time I had been there. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Uh, I had been there a time before, and I was leading that race, too. Yeah, right. Uh, I got got into it. Me and the second-place car got into it, and he turned me in. I, I laid off in the gas, and I hit a rut, and it shot me right into a into a tire and shut the car down. Yeah, that was pretty exciting. And uh, So you race on dirt and asphalt, which t- anytime you can get a chance. Yep, anything I can run. If, if, if it goes left. I'm gonna be in it. <laughs> hey Terry, um, I've heard a lot of people talking about you when I'm out at the track, and I want to know: is the story that I heard true that you once crossed the finish line on the roof of your vehicle? Yep, mm-hmm. sure did in 2000. And How did that happen? Um, actually, I was coming out of three and four, and I hit. That was when they had tires down in the bottom, mm-hmm. and uh, I was in my street stock, and it uh. It hit that tire and just rolled it over on its roof, why and I slid tire? across the finish line on the roof. Ask him why it hit the tire. So, yep. what made what made the what caused what caused you to go and hit the tire? <laughs> you know, Excitement. I wasn't really I wasn't paying attention, and uh, <laughs> I was trying I was trying to cut down on the bottom line because there was a couple other cars there, mm-hmm. and it, I was third, and there was two other cars in front of me, and I shot down low, and when I did, I caught the left front tire on it on one of those big semi-tires or them loader tires, mm-hmm. it just rolled the car over, just sent it right over on its roof. And wow. So where'd you finish at, or did they go back to the last completed lap? No, that was a checkered flag lap, and I think He I won that way. Third. He got finished third. That way. Oh, yep. okay. He finished third. He finished third. Okay. This sto- Well, just so you know, when they're telling the story around the track, it's they're, that you won. Oh, of course. They're <laughs> embellishing. Yeah. That's the way it goes, man. Terry's yeah, got some great fans out there. Yeah, I've been on my roof three times. I, I did it in a street stock and twice in a road warrior. Wow. Yeah. Actually, I rolled one over one night in my road warrior division. The roof was collapsed so far down, I had to lean over and lay my head on my shoulder to see out the windshield because the roof was <laughs> down so And I actually finished the race that way and got like fourth or fifth that night. That's amazing. Yeah, they need to do a rollover contest over there at that joint, hey, well, too. Uh, I don't want to be in it. <laughs> Three times is enough. Hey, it'll Three pay times a, is enough. It'll pay a thousand to win. Yep. <laughs> well, Rob, let's see you enter that one. Uh, uh, if you get, if you put a tire down in three and four, I'll do it. <laughs> okay. See that money talks, man. See, I'll, be, I'll, right be, I'll be calling Bobby and Linda tomorrow and telling them about this great uh, idea. All, all these good ideas. Well, hopefully they're listening. Yeah, I hope they are. Well, Terry, I hope that I get to run into you um, at the track one okay. Saturday soon. I'll have to you come up and introduce Terry myself. Yet? No, I haven't. Oh, my goodness. We'll have to straighten that out. 
Yeah. You know, You've I, never know, met him? I've never met Terry, no. Terry is in my top ten of wild drivers. I mean, he's right up there with, uh, you know, uh, the, the crazy figure eight guy uh, from Auburndale. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rockin' Rodney and uh, all <laughs> them guys, yeah. yeah Would you run figure eights, Terry, if they had it there? A real figure eight he class? Has. I think yeah. yeah. Well, haven't you done the boat race? That's not a real figure no, eight race. We did, a, uh, we did a, an exhibition at... Charlotte there, and I won the expedition race. Okay, it was a ten-lap uh, figure-eight race. There was only like four cars in it. They were supposed to be more, but they never showed. So, um. well, I think if they take those cars like the Outlaw Street Stocks, the way they've got their, they got front and rear bars, right? Yep. Yeah, front and rear bars and put leg bars in the cars and make them safe. Don't just let mm-hmm. no four-cylinder run out there or some some guy in a van that wants to come out and run so, around because he's So you're he's talking an idiot. Like, like the the outlaw figure eights. Um, yeah. Oh, that's that run. Totally no, 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 no. That's those are way like, Those are like late models oh, okay. and modifieds running figure eights. I'm talking about taking a regular outlaw street stock, that kind of car that's that's got that kind of roll cage in it, mm-hmm. and having a real uh, figure eight class there would really be exciting. Yes. You, you haven't got to see it yet. Susie. No, no, I haven't. But, but you're talking you just where, where they're just seconds apart. No, I'm talking about sticking 20 of them out there and letting them go. That would be right. great. That's, that sounds like fun. That's I see what you're saying. Yes, it would be similar, but it wouldn't yeah. be. Those Hold kind on. Of... Let's listen to Terry. What did he say? I said, you get it going, and I'll be your first car. Well, awesome. Terry, you're not you're out there at the racetrack every week, so you've got to kind of pull that stuff together. You know, uh, you got clout with Bobby Deal, I hear. I mean, well, Bobby's not even uh, going to be. Bobby would run the class. Trust me, if, if if five of them showed up and said they wanted to go out there and run figure eights and they had the cars, he'd sure as heck let them go out there, and it would be a good show even with five if they right, could stay yeah. together, mm-hmm. you know, and then spread out yeah. a little bit. But when you get 10 to 15 to 20, I remember at Sunshine they used to have, you know, they take their street stock guys, yeah. and they'd run their street stock cars in uh, in the figure eights. But you got to have front and rear bars, meaning you got to have a good roll cage. In there. Oh yeah, definitely, Most it, definitely. You got to be safety first. Does a does a, does a road warrior have front and rear bars like that? Um, they they've allowed them to do them. Um, it was in, in the rule change about middle of the year that they were allowed to put those in there. I don't know how many of them actually got them. Right. Um, I didn't put them in my car. But uh, I have to now because of the uh, – as bad as the frame is on it now, I need to give it some strength. Yeah, you're going to have to put a little weight on there. Terry's <laughs> our pickle man. When Bobby was a, a little boy, I think he had four teeth. Terry used to buy him one of those big old pickles down in the concession. Oh, yeah? And it went on for the longest time, so Bobby calls him his pickle man. <laughs> yep, yep. I'm Terry, I can't – I really appreciate you being on tonight. It's been a lot of fun, and – we wish you the best of luck and uh, see you soon. Okay, you too. Thank nice you, to talk Terry. To you, Terry. Take it easy, Terry. Have a good night. See you good at the night. track. Yeah, love him or hate him, he's one of the most fun drivers to watch on that track. Now, wasn't that a whole lot more fun than talking about NASCAR? I've got mixed emotions, really. I love to see these young kids have something like that to get involved in, and uh, anymore I just can't believe the and in the, uh, in the uh, your top class of cars like super late models or whatever they're just getting younger and younger and younger. But uh, down the negative part I see is uh, that they're getting so young that they don't understand anything about the race car, you know, and uh, uh, that they don't work on the race cars themselves and also. Bud Light presents Real American Heroes. Real American Heroes. Real 
Today we salute you, Mr. Underwear Inspector Number 12. Mr. Underwear Inspector Number 12. Whether it be tidy whiteies or banana hammocks, you're the one who makes sure our skivvies cut the mustard. Right and high. You make sure the door is fastened with secure seams so that the cow doesn't get out of the barn when it shouldn't. Dedicating yourself to a craft others might poo-poo, you can pass every single man on the street and say with pride, you there, you're wearing my underpants. And no, I don't want them back. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, Eagle Eyes, because we're all glad you've got your hands in our shorts. Bud Light Beer at Isaac St. Louis, Missouri. Are you ready to win? If so, it's time to move up to five-star race car bodies. Five-star race car bodies designs and manufactures the highest quality race car body components. Short tracks, drag strips, road courses, and even in the desert, five-star has one driving passion to help you win. Five-star race bodies designs and manufactures for NASCAR, Grand Am, NHRA, IHRA, SCCA, Short Track Asphalt, Short Track Dirt, USAC, USAR, Hooters Pro Cup, and the ASA Late Model Series. Find out more today at fivestarbodies.com. Powermaster is your ASA series sponsor for the XS Power batteries. Powermaster is pleased to announce the introduction of the XS Power series of batteries, XX Power batteries for racing applications, and batteries for your car audio application. 12 volt batteries for street machines, street rods, off road vehicles, and even motorcycles. Excess power batteries means 30% more power and no battery spilling. Powermaster also carries your starters and alternators. Visit us on the web at www.powermastermotorsports.com. I'm Racing Movie Man at USA Speedway, and you're listening to Real Racing USA. Hi, I'm Wayne Jefferson, driver. Rocket Man trying to cut in on our time. Didn't he? Didn't he? Didn't he? He's here and he's not even here. Uh, we're back with uh, Inside Florida Racing. Uh, we've got uh, Al Newman, fast truck driver, on the uh, phone with us here. Al, how you doing? Hey, Al, hello, you there? Hello. Yeah, go ahead, Al. Uh, I couldn't hear you. Yeah, you can hear us now, right? Yeah, you're a little bit fuzzy, but... Yeah, he's fuzzy, all right. You ought to see him in person <laughs> right now. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's a that's him in a nutshell, uh, fuzzy. So what's going on, Al? Uh, tell us about what's going on in your racing today. Well, hey, whoa, 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 wait, wait a minute, whoa. Al. Go ahead, Al. I'll let you tell him. Tell, tell Bonehead why we even have you on the show, man. Who who, who um, we got online here? We're talking with Carol Wicks. Uh-huh. Uh We're talking with Bonehead Rob Elding. And we're talking with C.C. Brooks, also. Which station is that? Again? Kicks Country 92.9. Kicks, Kicks Country 92. Go <laughs> with it, guy. Good thing Kicks. the FCC ain't on us. <laughs> Kicks oh, Country gonna... 92, man. Kicks Country 92.9, yes. There you go. She's a uh, just a diehard race fan. Jeez, I can't even count that, huh? <laughs> so, Al, what was it like to win that big feature at DeSoto a week ago? Well, I'll tell you what, it was really... It was uh, really good for me because it's been a long time since I won one. You know, it kind of made me feel young again. Well, how old are you, Al? I'm double nickel, 55. And how long have you been racing? All my life. <laughs> wow. Al's probably run. How many truck races do you think you've run? Just truck races. I don't know. I started in 97 running trucks. Yeah. 
I mean, you're you're one of the original truck drivers from down I, here. I switched over from I was running late models at DeSoto, and I started running trucks at DeSoto, and then I got hooked on them and been running them ever since. Was it a hard transition to go from late models to trucks? <laughs> it was oh, cheaper. It, it yeah. was cheaper. Very, it was very easy. Yeah. <laughs> the trucks are just slow enough, you know that. Stuff doesn't happen quite as fast as it does in a late model. Yeah, and everything doesn't cost five hundred dollars. Right, and you don't have to buy tires as often. You can run pump gas. Yeah, that gets to be expensive today. The price of racing gas is. People think, oh, three dollars a gallon for regular gas. It's like eight dollars a gallon at the racetrack for fuel. Right, that's it's unbelievable. It yeah, that's true. Probably a lot of people don't. Don't factor that in. And you got to run. And even the guys that can run pump gas, they don't. They run racing gas. So you're watching uh, every every one of them trucks out there that, that's running racing gas, and it, you know it runs a uh, hundred and some odd dollars worth of gas out of it every night that's out there. It's unbelievable. That's why the count, the race, the car counts are down. What do you think about the uh, trucks and uh, and uh, guys building them today and um, uh, trying to get the classes uh, uh, bigger. Do you think it's possible in our economy that's going on, or, or do you think that's not the problem? Well, I, I should probably ask you guys, but uh, it seems like the trucks are the only thing that's really growing. You know, the late models are doing pretty good, and now if they're running the crate motors and all their, their it seems like we got more late models, but uh, bringing the cost down on the engines is, helping quite a bit. Of course, the trucks never have been too bad on that. You know, we run the crate motor, and that crate motor is, uh, you know, $4,500, dollars now. That's a lot better than paying 10000 or 12000 or more for a race motor. Well, I'll tell you what, it was really good. I mean, I got really excited when I saw that you had, I mean, I, I remember I just happened to be down in Charlotte County Speedway not too long ago when you came in. I think you came in second. And uh, I spoke with you there briefly in the in the in picture taking deal down there, and then I saw you winning at Desoto, and I'm thinking, man, we finally got somebody winning a race who in the trucks who has a driver's license. <laughs> who said I had a driver's license? Oh, oh. well, you oh. Were, who's old enough to have one? Uh, at least you're old enough. That's uh, that was pretty good, Jack. How long did it take you to think up of that one? <sighs> Just uh-huh. I'm sure some of our later guests that we have today are going to enjoy that comment. <laughs> who, who are some of your sponsors, Al? Uh, well, my latest sponsor right here in Bradenton is uh, Gaudier's RV Repair. Mm. They're in they're in behind Dream Dream RV on 64 by the interstate. He's been helping me quite a bit lately. And then uh, I had uh, Q Auto Accident Attorney was. I had, was buying my tires for a while, helping me out. And then I had T and W trailers. Good guy, Bob. Bob's a good guy, ain't he? Yep. 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 And and also his other business, high tech power equipment. Yep. I mean, they've helped me. He's helped me probably. He sponsored me probably ten years. Do you find obtaining sponsorship difficult these days with the with their economy and everything? Uh yes. Yeah, it's difficult. Uh, you think that might be one of the things that's holding back some people from getting into into racing? Well, what, 
say that again? Do you think that might be one of the problems that people are facing that's sort of holding them back to getting, you know, well, that's into the race? Well, a lot of the, the smaller racers back, you know, they don't have much funds. But right now what seems to be happening is you have a lot of kids coming into the trucks because they can drive at a young age, and uh, nine out of ten of them have very good financial backing. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's mostly their parents, I think, you know, but yeah, their parents have good business and stuff. And uh, they're just passing through. You know, they're using the trucks for a year or two for experience until they get to be 14 or 15, and they move up into the late models or... Yeah, it's interesting. You know, in uh, North Carolina and, like, Virginia, they do the same thing in Legends. Legends aren't such a big deal here except for uh, over – they are a very big deal over at uh, Orlando Speed World. But um, in those states, they tend to do the Legends, and down here they tend to – I mean, so many of these guys come out of the trucks. You're right. Well, you know that the ASA race we had this weekend at the there was 20 cars that time-trialed. Exactly. Nine of them. Nine of the drivers came out of the trucks. That's right. Absolutely. And uh, very young kids with a lot of talent, no doubt. So to what do you attribute your recent success? I mean, because, you, you know, you did pretty good down in Charlotte as well, like we said. Well, uh, last year I rebuilt the truck. I got the original truck that I bought in 97, and I reclipped the front and rear and Went through it, put all new springs and shocks in it, and I, I've been playing with the shocks a little bit. And that seems like that's helped me more than anything else. I've been doing pretty good since I've been uh, messing with the shocks. And Softening it up, putting them three hundred dollar shocks on there. That's well, some... no, they're I, they're they're hundred dollar shocks. <laughs> they're. They're special built. <laughs> well, you know, Al. There's one thing that I say is that it's a it's amazing it's amazing to me what what the difference is uh, with the uh, springs and shocks and how soft they're running some of these cars today. Um, you know, and coming back into super late model racing and trying to get a handle on it. I sit here and watch these guys go through the corner and their cars are just ba- bound up. You know, going through the corners just bouncing. You know, and I. I'm having a hard time myself uh, with that, you know, and slowly we're softening up and slowly starting to go faster, but it just seems like it's unbelievable how soft they do run today. Are they doing well, that in the trucks, well, go too? Ahead, explain that That's, a little bit uh, more. Yeah, yeah, the trucks are, most of them are running as soft as they can run. And now I can't run as soft as most of them because I'm so big. But So for us non-techies, what's that mean? Explain that in layman's I, terms. I, well, I run like a 650 in a right front. If I run any, anything less than that, I get coil bind. Of course, now on NASCAR, that's the big thing to get coil bind. That makes you go faster. That was yeah. easy for me to okay, understand. Al, Al yeah. since, since I'm really the newbie here on the show and at the racetrack, and you're completely talking over my head, just pretend you're talking to a, like a room full of women like myself. And can you explain that into like our language? You guys will never get it. Okay, it's not something. <laughs> it's not something that he's going to explain, and you're going to understand in one night. Because there's guys like him and myself that have been racing for years, 
and we don't understand it. Oh well, the thing. Okay, now now I feel better now, Rob. Thank you. Oh, I don't really understand. See either. That's uh-huh. right. Okay. I just know it works. <laughs> they keep telling you to run softer and softer. What it is is the springs on the car. There's a spring on each corner. Yeah. And there's a shock, and from the times that me and Al are used to ru- running. Uh, stiffer was better to make your tires last longer and give you your car through the whole race. Well, when you used to qualify, people would soften the car up. That's why you see them jockeying springs and shocks on their car. They'll soften the car up. Well, today, they run so soft. I mean, let's say let's say we were running a 350 on a super late model, 350 on the right front, you mm-hmm. know, uh, back to seven years ago, five years ago, whatever. Well, today, uh, it ain't nothing like that. They're they're running a they're just getting by with a one seventy five a one seventy five up there. And when he says coil bind, when they go in the corner, it binds. It takes that spring and collapses the spring completely to where there's nothing. Okay. So we're talking tension in the spring, right? They're taking the tension completely out. Okay. And when it coil binds, it works the shock. Then then you need the shock with the right rebound to holds the car down mm-hmm. and rebounds it back up slow. Or if you want to rebound up hard. You uh, you let it go. So that's what uh, what he okay, was so referring when to. I get that when you're saying running softer, it's less tension. It, it's it's not so stiff of exactly. tension. Exactly. See, not I understand it now. Thank you. But to make it work, okay, is the problem that that like he fights and like that I fight and all of us fight except for these young kids. I don't know if it's on the computer. What I think it's on the computer. They've been playing these racing games mm-hmm. and they've been messing with all these different setups on the game. And the game's supposed to be so much like a car that when they hit on a setup that works, they go and throw it on their car, and then they take it out there and they run around us. What do you think, Al? <laughs> uh, that's what they do, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> well, I'll tell you. You know. Well, I'll tell you what. Them kids are fast. Yeah, they are. I know. It, they're, they're fast and they're fearless. Of course, they weigh. They don't weigh nearly as much. That's you know, Al, oh. I, I haven't figured out what it is because me and you are still fearless when we're out there, aren't we? We drive our car to its potential to where it'll just spin out if we go any faster, right? That's right. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think that they they just drive a little bit different, some of these cars. And it is, listen, there's a lot of technology that I haven't been able to put in my car, and Al may not have been able to put it in his truck yet. Mm -hmm. Uh, The trucks only have certain things that you can do. So Al's got to be careful because he might get called cheating if he gets his thing working (laughs) too well. You know, but yeah, uh, we're going to talk to Seth Greco later in the show, and he he's a guy that's that, that's racing the car, and uh, we'll see how much he's learning as as a youngster. You know what what he's learning about that if uh, Dad's letting him learn anything about that yet, because mm-hmm. truly, uh, the young racers will have to do just as me and Al did. Eventually, they're going to have to learn their cars. You know, they're going to have to know what makes the car do what it does, because uh, when they're young. Their uh, parents or their crew chiefs watch, and then they make the changes. But like Al, when you're ready to make a change on your car, how do you determine with your truck that you need to make a change with uh, suspension-wise? Uh, say your uh, right front spring is too soft. How do you know that? I uh, I pretty much anymore, the only spring I change is my right rear. I change that from track to track a lot of times, but I leave the right front alone because that seems to work. And Sometimes you, I put a little more, uh, a little more uh, bar in it, you know, roll bar, and uh, and that helps. And that's, that's another thing that's uh, they use a lot of on is the sway bar in the front, you know. The the trucks don't have a, a whole lot of things that you can do to them, correct? Right. 
And I think that's good for the class, and I hope that they keep it that way. Because it'll, it'll help the class keep it where it's at, financially-wise. Um, and I think that the guys that are racing it would probably vote to keep it that way. And, uh, and that, that's a good way to have your class. Right. I mean, there, you know, there's been times we voted on uh, starting a truck class that was more like a late model class, you know. But uh, it's we've always, there's always been enough people that wanted to keep it the way it was that they'd get outvoted, you know. And it needs to be that way because if you think about it, you don't mess with a good thing, and, and the truck thing is a good thing. And, and, and if you can make changes to make them safer, then by all means do it. But if it's just to make a, if it's just to put a quick change rear end in it or it's just to put a different transmission in it, I say that's, that, that's what makes problems. That's why we got so many late model classes today. You know, it used to be you had a sportsman class and you had a late model class, and the late models ran four-barrel carburetors on them. Today you got... Man, you got sportsmen's, you got limiteds, you got supers. You you know you don't know what you're getting. You know, and uh, right. on any given day, the same cars could be there for any of the classes. So to the fans, they they don't know what's going on. So you know, I, I like the truck class just like it is. I always thought it was great. I, I think that uh, uh, everybody can uh, always sit back and thank Bobby Deal for the trucks and what they are today. Because really, truthfully, I was around. Okay. When those trucks started, yep. I was around. I drove the very first truck that was a late model truck, okay, that was wide five, had 10-inch tires on it, and it was built at Dave Pletcher's, and I used to take it out to the tracks when I'd run the Florida Pro Series, and it never caught on because it would have been something that was, you know, cost way too much money. It was a left-hander type, you know, offset vehicle with a four-barrel carburetor, so... It didn't work. What worked was Bobby's deal that he started, and uh, for what you see today is an offspring everywhere of that class. And if you guys can all keep them together, you'll keep having these 24, 25, 26 truck shows. Well, there's probably very few people who have been uh, have more knowledge of how that whole series grew and developed uh, than Al Newman because he was there every step of the way. And uh, um, Al, what do you see going into the future here? Uh well, right at the moment, it seems like the trucks are breaking off into different groups. But they are keeping the same rules, right. changing any rules. Any that's good, so you can cross over. Uh, but we got three. Well, we got three different groups now: trucks, four different groups count in soda. That's correct. And that doesn't make sense, okay? Just yeah, from well, a racer standpoint, it, it, it doesn't, doesn't make sense. We all know it doesn't make sense, and it, we can beat that horse <laughs> to death. Let's just. There's not even sense any sense going there because there's nothing we can do about it. Really, right, really, there right isn't. Now, the only thing I see that needs to be done is they need to get everybody on the same tire. That ain't ever going to happen. We got three different tires. <clears throat> That's a lot of wheels mounted up. Yeah, you know, and the thing is, is that the the tire manufacturers pay some of these point championships, and you know, each 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 individual uh, track promoter has his own deal worked out, so. You can't, you can't really blame it on tires. You know that. I mean, you, you, we've always raced with different tires, Al. At every racetrack, you always had to put a different tire on. So that's never, that hasn't really changed. So where can uh, people come and see you next, Al, with that number four truck? I'll be racing at Charlotte County uh, this weekend. All right. I can't wait to see you. Well, we got to take a break, Al. Uh, good luck this weekend. I hope you get another win there, brother. 
All right, thank you. Keep on trucking. Night, Al. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Thanks for including me. Yeah, we'll no do problem. it again. You are included. Bye bye. Bye bye. So uh, there you have it, Al Newman. Uh, he's going to, to Charlotte County this weekend. Hopefully, get another win. We'll be right back. Hi, I'm Wayne Jefferson, driver of the number one open wheel modified and number 94 super late model. And you are listening to Real Racing USA on Short Track America. Do you need to raise your land and business to new heights? Then you need to call Evergreen Development and Construction. They do it all, from land development, construction, drainage, excavating, site prep, and even environmental projects. No job is too big for Evergreen Development and Construction. Give them a call at 813-478-8847. And don't forget to check out the late model Evergreen Development Construction Race Team. They'll be at a track near you. And remember, just think green. Evergreen Development and Construction. 813-478-8847. Bud Light presents Real American Heroes. Real American Heroes. Today we salute you, Mr. Bumper Sticker Writer. Mr. Bumper Sticker Writer. Never has one man written so much for so many. Without you, the world may never have known you can't hug with nuclear arms. And just like you, I too would rather be fishing, or square dancing, or even shopping. I owe, I owe, so off to work I go. You said it, brother. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, oh bar to the bumper. Thanks to you, I know it's perfectly all right to honk if I'm horny. Honk, honk, beep, beep, honk. Bud Light beer at Isaac or St. Louis, Missouri. The biggest reasons that, that, that I really uh, quit racing when I had the opportunity, and it, and it doesn't make me really want to rush back into it, was uh, every time I went to the racetrack, I was expected to win, and that puts so much pressure on you, it takes all of the fun out of it. If I went back to racing right now, I'm sure it'd take me a little while to get in the groove, but uh, with everybody expecting you to win all the time, it just it takes all the fun out of it. Are you ready to win? If so, it's time to move up to five-star race car bodies. Five-star race car bodies designs and manufactures the highest quality race car body components. Short tracks, drag strips, road courses, and even in the desert, five-star has one driving passion, to help you win. Five-star race bodies designs and manufactures for NASCAR, Grand Am, NHRA, IHRA, SCCA, Short Track Asphalt, Short Track Dirt, USAC, USAR, Hooters Pro Cup, and the ASA Late Model Series. Find out more today at 5starbodies.com. Inside Florida Racing, you're ba- we're back. We're back. Carol, we're, back. we're, we're back. back. We're back with some more exciting guests. Okay, uh, now you remember when I was talking, when we were talking with... Uh, so glad you interrupted yes, me. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I, just, I just can't stop, okay? I just can't stop. Oh, my when, God. When, uh, you know, I could drink co- I could drink some coffee. I don't think so. Uh, you listen, don't need you operate any. the buttons. Listen, oh, yeah. listen, when we were talking with Al Newman, okay, I made a comment about a guy winning without license. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I was a kid. Yep. So we have a couple of youngsters on tonight, and I'm not sure how, how old Austin is uh, nowadays. We'll ask him here in a minute. But uh, Austin Howell is going to join us here in a second. And Austin is currently leading the Advanced Auto Parts um, Points Championship tra- Chase, the truck. That's the Fast Car Truck Series. And uh, he's number one in points. Um, welcome to uh, Inside Florida Racing uh 
How you doing, Austin? I'm doing great, thank you. So, uh, what do you think, man? What is it that you got over uh, Scotty Bishop or what? what? What is the deal here? Well, we've just put together some better finishes than him so far this year. Uh, it, it seemed like it's always been him or I. Uh, right, we've always been right close together. We hadn't necessarily been one and two, but either he was one spot ahead of me or I was one spot ahead of him, and I guess we had more one spot ahead of him than he had of us. There, that's a lot of math. Makes perfectly good sense. To <laughs> and Austin, how old are you? Sixteen. 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 All right. Do you have a driver's license? Yes, sir. All right. Good. There you well, go. Of course he does. Actually, Austin sounds kind. Of, he's he's old compared to some of these kids. So you're you're leading the points uh, at uh, what racetrack do you race at weekly? Well, not uh, weekly, but what's what tracks are you running at in your series? Put it that way. The series uh, this year we've run. DeSoto, um, Lake City, New Smyrna, Lakeland, and Bronson. And you're you're leading the points in that deal. Yes, sir. Well, that's got to feel pretty good. How many races you got left? Uh, there's four, and we got three um, at New Smyrna at our home track. Oh, well, now uh, looks like you're going to have to shine there, huh? Is that one of your favorite tracks? I hope. Uh, I wouldn't. <laughs> this is my favorite. I'd have to say DeSoto is my favorite, um, but I, I guess I can I can handle New Smyrna three times. Now, why are you guys running there three times, there, uh, Austin? Uh, we had two scheduled, or we had actually we were only supposed to have one scheduled there, and uh, the, we were supposed to have a second Lakeland race coming up, and it got canceled. Uh, I guess because of the new ownership, and then um, the uh, the the next New Smyrna race, the one this weekend, was uh, a reschedule of what was supposed to be on July 4th um, at the Clyde Hart Memorial, and uh, so we're only supposed to have one left at the very end of the year, but um, we now have three. Right, you know, and people may not follow the. Uh Fast Car Advance Auto Parts Truck Series all, all around the, the state and all year, but if, if people who do, they know how tough this is. I mean, you're you're dealing with uh, Scott Reeves, Scotty, and, and George Gorham, who's third in points. Um, those are two tough, tough competitors that you got to face every time you go out there. Yes, yeah, sir. They, they're they're pretty. It's it's pretty tight among us three. Well, how close are the points over there, Jack? You're looking at them. How close are they? Well, he's got, uh, Austin's got right now, he's got about uh, 19 points on Scott, something like that, 16, 20, 21 points, I guess. And uh, George Gorham, who, George is, uh, he's a lot like, he's like right in there with Terry Price. You know? right. Yeah, oh yeah, he's he's a, he don't let off nowhere. And he's uh, he's about four, <laughs> he's about 40 back. He's he's a tough one. I'm, I mean, he's a tough one. You go out, you watch George Gorham race, you know that uh, you watch the race because if he's, 20th in in the in the line if there's 25 cars and he's in 20th he's gonna be putting on a show so he'll be getting to the front so austin's doing something no doubt about it hey austin i was just wondering why is DeSoto your favorite track to race at i really don't have a specific reason but i went there the first time and actually the first time i was there i didn't even finish the race but uh after that first time, I just fell in love with it. Then we went back 
probably a month and a half ago and ended up winning there. I hear a lot of guys that really enjoy racing on that track. Mm-hmm. Hey, Austin, uh, we were talking with Al Newman about his truck and about uh, setups and stuff like that. Do you get involved with the setup of your truck? Uh, yes, sir. I, I actually do, not not to brag or anything, but I probably do 60 to 70% of the work on my truck because my, my dad, he uh, I get off of work at 5 o'clock every day and go right to the race shop and start working on the truck. And he gets off between 6.30 and 7 every day and comes back and helps me finish up on anything I can't do. Well, I think you can brag about that. That's a good thing. <laughs> Tell us about the, uh, the the setups of the truck today, man. Uh, uh, get into it a little bit, man. How how's, What can you do with your truck to soften it? Are you guys softening the trucks up as much as you can and binding them up and all that? Talk about that a little bit. Actually, the binding up thing, my dad would shoot me if I asked to do that because he's he is so against that. I have no reason, I have no idea why, but he hates that. And the only, I mean, I, I've never seen the scale numbers because I'm always in the truck and they don't they don't let me see that stuff. Right. But I know every time that we've been across the scales, the the, the officials look at us like we're crazy for some of the numbers we have. <laughs> But it seems to be working, so I guess you can't. I and guess you can't. Right. Yeah, you know, uh, Dad is probably somewhat similar to me as we get stuck in our ways. If there's one thing that Dad hates is change, and uh, sometimes you know it's. You, now you're a young guy. Tell me, how much video game racing did you do before you got behind the wheel of that truck? I I did quite a bit. I'll admit that I did I knew it. quite a bit of the video games beforehand, but now there really isn't any time for it between work and school and working on the truck and racing and everything. I don't I couldn't tell you if it would even turn on right now. You, you see Austin, we're working on a theory here that it's the it's young drivers even younger than you spending the time on the racing video games is where they're learning some of their skill and setups. And setups, yeah. And uh, we're going to talk to Seth Greco a little later today. I think he's leading the points in uh, one of the other Fast Kid series. And uh, we're going to ask him a little bit how much video games he played. But, you know, you young guys, I guess it's just uh, you guys can just drive. Maybe that's it. Maybe we just need to strike it off to that. Right, Austin? I'll stick to that. (laughs) Well, it sounds like you're doing a real good job, you know, uh, I hope that you have good luck there racing uh, three races in a row there at New Smyrna. I think if you can just win two of those, I think you'll be uh, golden there. That's what we're hoping for. We're hoping definitely for wins. They they feel the best, but as long as we're ahead of Scotty and George, we'll be happy. (laughs) So we're looking forward to seeing you at Charlotte County this coming weekend? Uh, no. No. No, 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 that was Al. Oh, okay. With Al will be at Charlotte County Motors. Your next Park race is Saturday. At, is your next race at Columbia or? or? Our next race is actually uh, Saturday at New Smyrna. Oh, oh I got gotcha. you. Okay. okay. And gotcha. then the next race is at New Smyrna. We go, yes. yes. And then the next race is at, is New, at Smyrna. New Smyrna. I'm just straightening them out, Austin. Don't worry about it. No, I guess <laughs> the uh, the schedule, I was looking at the schedule, and the schedule's not the. Uh, not, not exactly accurate there. So um, which of those three tracks uh, is the hardest for you to race? I mean, I you started out at Auburndale, I believe, right? Yes, sir. Okay, so, my first one. so now there's quite a bit of difference between Auburndale Speedway and, and uh, New Smyrna, Columbia. And, I mean, those are some bad, fast racetracks. Mm-hmm. 
I'd I'd actually probably say that the hardest one would would be uh, New Smyrna. Really, to be so. perfectly honest. Yeah. yeah, I think so too. Out of those, yeah. We uh, we just never we've we've had we've won there on a local show, but it just seems we've never had it all a hundred percent together when we've went for a, a series race. And uh, the last time we were at Columbia, we would have been almost guaranteed a first or second place finish, but the lights went out and I hit the wall. <laughs> oh man! Ooh. We talked about that. You know that happens quite a bit out there. Mm-hmm. Who what who or what was instrumental in starting you? To be a racer, uh, probably my dad and uh, his—I guess I could say his best friend, Jack Cook. Uh, They've—I've been around it ever since I was two years old, and when I was eight, uh, Mark Martin got a hold of my dad and told him he was building the uh, the, the little new Smyrna, the quarter midget track there, and asked if we would be interested in running it and. Dad was all for it, and from then on, it's just been wide open. So when are you going to call Mark Martin back and tell him you're ready to go on to the next <laughs> level? Um, I, uh, Hopefully in the near future. I'd get his number. I wouldn't lose that one. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Hopefully, hopefully in the near future. Well, listen, I um, want to thank you so much for being on the show tonight. we got to move on. Time's flying here. Thank you so much, and we wish you the best of everything. And uh, Hey, Austin, I hope you're the champion this year, son. You deserve it, it sounds like. All right. Thank you, guys. Uh, I'll hope to be in touch with you at another time. Be safe, and we will. We'll get in touch oh, with you again. Oh, we will get again. in touch with you. Win the championship. We will definitely be talking to you again. So if that's any consolation for you wanting to win it, then go win it. All right. <laughs> thank you, guys. All Good right. night. Take Bye. it easy. Bye. There you go. Austin Howe. Uh, leading the points in the uh, fast car series trucks. I'm really starting to enjoy these kids racing. I'll tell you what, some of them got more couth than the guys that have been racing forever. They just, some of them are phenomenal racers. Well, you know, a a lot of them are are going to be the future racers. Um, It's like, uh, you know, when I played football as a kid, Dad said, uh, son, there's going to be one guy. Oh, I'm sorry. From your age group in the whole state of Florida that will make it and play professional football. So it's sort of the same thing in the racing today. There's so mm-hmm. many of them that are there, but they're they're starting early. Instead of a guy like me, I didn't get a start into racing until I was had my own business. I was like 22 years old. And I'm going to start next year, again. so... <laughs> are you? What are you getting into? What, what a semi. A semi. <laughs> hey, don't laugh. Will you? Have you ever seen them? Um, I haven't seen full semi racing, but I saw it when they had a, a, like three or four okay. we had semis, semis out doing figure doing eight. Figure eight. I saw shot. that. I saw that. Yes, that was unbelievable. These things are like a hundred thousand dollars, and they're racing but, on a figure yeah, eight. Yeah, but they, they should have went ahead and wrecked one. Careful, they, yeah, they should have wrecked was, one. Uh, I wanted to see a good wreck. We there. wanted to see the wreck. We wanted to see it rolled over and all the tires. I wish they'd come back again. That was a lot of that fun. That would be. I think yeah. Mang- Mango's involved in that deal yes. too. Yes. Well, Mango, was. we need to talk to Mango and ask him to pull some strings. And Mango, you need to get the real figure eight racing going. What we were talking about with Terry earlier. I think that's mm-hmm. a good deal. You get some of these uh, V eight guys together with these road warriors and get them safe, so they could run figure eights. And I'm telling you, it is a show. Mm-hmm draw i'm telling you you say you're going to run a 50 lap street stock race and post to what you're going to pay 
He'd be surprised who show up to run them uh, straight stock figure eight race. I'm telling you. I think it I would think be exciting. Be yes. So I agree. Get it together, Bobby. It's your deal. You got to do it. <laughs> well, we are going to be. Let's see here. We have uh, Seth Greco still to talk to, and, and Big Herb um, Newman. And then also we're going to be what taking the trip around the state and well, checking in with all the racetracks. We're going to talk to Herb Newman tonight, who's no relation to Al Newman, who we talked to earlier. Herb mm-hmm. is a uh, super late model racer that. I raced with uh, uh, Citrus County Speedway. That's uh, the area that he's from. He's probably still racing there. We're going to talk to Herb and find out what's going on uh, with Super Late Model Racing up towards the middle of the state. Um, so that should be exciting. Uh, who do we have coming up next, Mr. Smith? Moto. Moto's coming up next, is Hello, uh, according Moto. to the according to the phone. Hello, Moto Sports. Well, I think he's working on so getting somebody up on the air with us right now. So, uh, and yes, we will be covering uh, racing around the state. We're going to do our speed round, and we have Herb, Herb Newman. Uh, hey, Herb, welcome Herb, what's to the happening? show. Hi, how you doing? Can you hear? Yeah, I heard a little double talk there, but I can hear you. Yeah, now, now, Herb, I haven't talked to you in I don't know how long, you know, probably about six six years uh, since we used to run there at uh, Citrus County. Uh, what, what's going on? Is that where you're racing your car these days? Yeah, we're racing Citrus County. Uh, Citrus County's actually getting bigger and better and more cars, and, you know, for some reason that track, I guess, is located in the right spot because it's it's never really suffered, but now they're getting a tremendous amount of car count. Yeah, all the divisions. I mean, they're just they're just get a, a good good field of cars. So uh, we brought up um, Dave. I mean, uh, Bresnahan's name earlier, and uh, it was. Uh, I asked him. I said, you know, what's going on there? And uh, Jack says, well, just ask uh, Herb. He'll tell you what's going on with Bresnahan. What is going on with him? Uh, he's fast. He's you know, <laughs> he. If it wasn't for me, he'd be running away with everything. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just about giving him enough competition so he has somebody to run against, you know. Now, the the other week we finished 1-2, and I was first, he was second. This week he was first, and I was second. But, you know, we're we're pretty much about the same speed, and whoever gets there first is, is you know, basically going to do it. Cause, uh, but the both of us are just like a half a second faster than everybody else that goes there, you know, just... We've both been there a lot of years and got a lot of laps logged in there. And, you know, it's kind of like Wayne Jefferson in the Modified at the Soto. You're just not going to beat the guy down there. And, and, you know, anybody, wherever they're at their home track and they've been there for years and years, you know, you just get it in in a rhythm and get everything dialed in and it works. How many cars are you guys getting these days? Well, the last couple races we've been down probably like uh 17 18 you know but normally for the whole year you know we're, we always get like 24 26 cars wow nice uh, very like nice that. yeah that would be great race to watch man i tell you when when billy hooker was the promoter at that racetrack when i was going there to race um there would be a full show 24 cars every night and he'd pay that money from the rear to run a 30 lap race and it would entice yeah. all of us to go back there and tear our cars up on the way to the front. But <laughs> I really enjoyed racing there. Uh, great fans at Citrus County Speedway. Uh, not that there's not great fans anywhere else, but I'm saying it's a, another track that you girls haven't got to uh, um, enjoy. has uh, mm-hmm. great grandstands on both sides of it. 
and uh, a lot of beer drinkers there, so they're really <laughs> excited all the time. Yeah, they got a beer drinking section. They, they keep them separated. Yeah, and her. I think the reason that one of the reasons the track does really well, because uh, we've been, I've raced at all the tracks. I mean, north, south. I mean, I've, you know, we've been to all the short tracks, and there's not too many of them where, from the start to the finish, you can race side by side and actually have more cars passing on the outside than on the inside. Most tracks are rooting tracks. So you got to root somebody up, give them the bumper. You know, Citrus, you don't have to. We have two abreast racing in all the classes from start to finish. Uh, some some classes, they, they start and they go 10, 12 laps, six rows deep, two abreast, and nobody gives and nobody loses, you know. They're, they get a little frustrated when the caution comes out because somebody in the back spins out. Now they got to go single file. It's like, well, who goes where, you know? Uh but, yeah, it's, it's, I think that's why they, they get so many cars. For some reason, the layout, the surface, whatever it is, it, it, it allows everybody to go two abreast very easily. Well, that's uh, – I know they, they widened their racetrack up there a few years ago, uh, and that, that helped it slightly because I remember it used to be a lot of bottom-pounding racing and rosin all over the racetrack and a big – you know, pain, but since they widened it, that was one of the last races I r- raced, and uh, I crashed yeah, my car up pretty yeah, good there. Made it, made it wider, made it bigger, and the times got faster. Yeah. It was made, you get, made the track bigger, and the times got faster. But uh, the racing's still good. I mean, uh, they, they've been struggling a little because uh, one end of the track, turn four, has been getting ripped up, but still, even if it's ripped up, it, they're still, every night, you're, you're seeing plenty of cars on the outside passing, and, you know... You don't get that. Got to move the guy out of the way, you know. But uh, and that, and that you know people like to come to tracks where you know they know they got a second groove. They can you know don't have to play follow the leader and try to try to bump the guy easy enough so he don't spin out, but just enough to get him out of the move way. Move him over. <laughs> yeah. Has Bresnahan still got his uh, bumper all jacked up to the sky? <laughs> no, no, he's you know his car's like everybody else. <laughs> template and yeah everything's it's all the same yeah well you know i'd have to come out there and see you guys you know i've been race i've I've transplanted myself down here into uh, charlotte county and have been racing down here a little bit with the uh, super late models when they do race there and um i remember good times there at citrus i'd like to be able to travel but it's just not as easy as it used to be it seems like oh yeah i know it's tough because i don't i don't travel with the super but i take my boy with the open wheel modified you know wherever in fact we was looking we was wanting to go a couple times down there to to charlotte county because uh, i just watching watching the modifies down there I, I believe that that's pretty close to what we've seen now we haven't been on a track but we've been on all the rest of them and it just appears that you know you can have some side-by-side racing there you know you can you can get to the outside and, and get around you know but well, uh, yeah you should bring him down eight you should bring them down and uh, support their modified show when they have it. They could sure use them. And, uh, you know, so uh, let's talk about your son. I was going to ask you about your kids. I remember that you had your kids there, and they were younger there, but now they're probably about ready to take your seat. Well, I, I know that. I, my boy, definitely, yeah, which I told him that, that's possible. I said, but, you know, I'm a winner. The car's a winner, and you, the day you get in it, you got to win or you don't stay in it, <laughs> you know. But he's doing really good. He runs that modified, you know. He's this is he's been doing it for two years now. You know, he's he's just nineteen, but uh, he's a full time student at USF engineering degree. But but now he's been he's been running all over. We've been taking him 
New Smyrna, Orlando, and DeSoto, and Bronson, and Auburndale, and everywhere, just everywhere we can go. The, I figure the more I can get him, the better he's going to get, and he's been winning races and setting fast time, and he, he should have won the Gulf Coast Modified Championship this year, but his father cost him that, got all the numbers mixed up, and gave him bad information on the radio, so... But he takes it in stride, and everything's good. He just he just wants to race, you know. He's not really worried about no championships. He just wants to race and win and go on to the next race. Well, we'd love to have you down here sometime and watch him race at the Charlotte County Motorsports Park. So uh, you've raced with Bonehead, huh? Yeah, yeah. And, uh, uh, and I've, I've probably raced with everybody there. You know, there we haven't traveled for a while, but we used to uh, back in my early days with the super late model. We'd run the Florida Pro Series and some of the Sun Belt Series, and then we'd just go to the Governor's Cup and, I mean, made all the Powell Memorials and, you know, mm-hmm. go around it. But we haven't done it for a while. The guy, the guy that owns the car, is, he owns the concessions at Citrus County Speedway, so he likes to see his car go around the track. Well, that so, makes so sense. He likes to send us guys away racing, and he's over here working, so... So ever since he, he owned them, we just stay local and race here. So what's what city is that track in? Inverness. Inverness? Okay. Floral Floral City. Floral City? No. <laughs> no. No, Inverness. 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 Okay. <laughs> yeah. Hmm. We're going to have to get up there sometime. Oh, yeah. They, they get a good crowd. You, know, uh, you ask anybody that's been here, it's, it's good racing. You know, every track has their problems. Like, you know, you can't make everybody happy, but... That's sure true. Get a good car count, and they sure to get a good fan count, and they they put on a good show, and you know, it's, it's it's always good racing here. All the late model drivers have said the same thing. They really enjoy racing up there at Citrus. Yep, yeah. Well, it's competitive, and you know, the way they got it set up, you know, you know, you don't have to like come for the first time and and start way in the back and expect you know just to follow everybody around. You do, there's an opportunity for you to start mid-pack or sometimes even right up front the first time there. And even if you're not, you, there's still if you're a good driver and your car is good, you're going to be able to go to the front. Yeah. So. You guys you know, running every week? Every week there? No, not the late models. They, uh, yeah, Billy's Billy Hooker's out of the scene now. They got two other guys that are running the track. This is their second year. Their first year. They, they're, neither one of them are racers or know anything about racing, you know. They're, they're businessmen. <laughs> Don't you, know. you love that? Yeah, well. Don't you love how they're going to come take over? It sounded really good when they first started. It really did because, you know, they got money behind them. They got knowledge of business and, you know, and everything sounded great. But they just don't have that racer in them. And they don't, you know, uh, it reminds me of people that first get into racing. And they think they know it all, and they're going to do this, and you, you right. can't tell them, even though you know from experience. You right. you, they got to do their thing. So, and they're in that mode right now where they they think they know, and you know. So the late models, yeah, they look at that's a big purse. Uh, I know. Week. That's ridiculous. Well, yeah, yeah. When you look at it, late models are there. The crowds are bigger. You know. And and you know Billy Hooker, I always thought he was a genius because he just ran thirty lap races every Saturday night and oh, posted yeah. an yeah. award. And posted from the rear money, and he yep. paid it out. Mm. Paid the money. He, he paid, paid the, the money. money. They'll come. Yeah, yeah, Billy knew that. He got to. He got to spend money to make money. But yeah. you know, you'll have to beat this guy that we're talking to right now. When you go to Citrus County, mark my words, you're going to see two guys that you're going to have to beat 
in order to win. And it's going to be Herb Newman. It's going to be Mike Bresnahan. That's how it was then, and that's how it still is now. But there probably is some kids. Is there some fast kids down there now? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. There's plenty of fast cars here. Yep. Kids. Yeah. With, with the kids driving them, though, the young kids. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, here lately now, Daniel Webster, you know, he's been, yeah, he's got a couple of wins at Auburndale, a couple of wins at uh, Ocala, you know. He got fast time this week, too, didn't he? He, uh, he, you know, he's a young gun, and and he's got his stuff together. Mm-hmm. Yep, he's, you know, he's he's going to be somebody to reckon with. You know, he just he doesn't have the amount of laps, and you know, and but he'll get there. He'll get there quick. You know, uh, you know that that's just one of the guys I can see that you know some of them take a little bit longer than others, but but Daniel seems to be grasping the idea real quick. You know, and. Yeah, it's not going to take him as many laps as it takes other people. I think he's got it. Uh, he's got the talent. It's just a matter of sponsors and money. I think with most of those guys, they they definitely can race a car. Yeah, and seat time. But it doesn't too. mean you're going to get there. Yeah, they they right. got to keep on racing, you know. And and the more laps that they get, mm-hmm. and the more that they they drive, it's like uh, Herb's talking about. You know, him and Mike at that racetrack. Uh, Herb couldn't count how many laps he's run around that racetrack. He's probably put a million laps at that racetrack. Exactly. So, you know, uh, to rate it against somebody when, that's what I'm saying. If you can go to Citrus County and you beat any either of the two of them guys in, in the feature and you passed them, you did something. Because yeah. I know I tried hard. I tried yeah. hard, man. When I went there, that's who I had to race. And there was there was some uh, there was some real yahoos that they had racing out there, too. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I, I don't want to get into all that, but you know, uh, it's every track has those. We'll, we'll leave the Yahoos alone tonight. Yeah. Uh, hey, Jack, do we talk to uh, who's the announcer at Citrus? Do we talk to the announcer at Citrus on a weekly Larry, basis? No, Larry McMillan is, and we and we we don't, have not set it up to talk to Larry on a weekly basis. So uh, since we haven't, and we probably won't tonight, Herb, what kind of cars are they racing out there these days? Um, I tell you what, they they overload the schedule. <laughs> Citrus, <laughs> my opinion. I mean, they they got the, the super late models. Not every week, though. They alternate. What they do is the the super late models and the open wheel modifieds. They're on an alternating schedule, so they have their one what they call their premier class. The, then they run a uh, limited sportsman, you know, class. Uh, they run a street stock class. They run a uh, like a entry level, you know, bomber type class, and then a rookie class and a the four cylinder bomber class. The mini stock, you know, modified mini stocks, mm-hmm. figure eights. I mean, they they have like seven, eight classes every week. Yeah. That makes for a good show. Yeah, I mean, they, they overload the schedule. I mean, the people that come there, you know, they want to watch racing. They're gonna they're gonna get their fill of racing. There's no question about that because they start at five thirty and they run till eleven, and it's nonstop. Over the last three years, uh, Herb, there isn't any track, dirt or asphalt, in the state of Florida that matches Citrus. With weekly car counts, nobody comes close. I believe it. I yeah. believe it because they pay yeah. the money. I mean, they, like he says, they've got some new owners there, and I think the new owners are definitely. Uh, it's not. Uh, a, it's not uncommon, like 130 cars, 140 cars, or more. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I think one yeah. a couple of times this this year, just this year, I think a couple of times it was up to 160. I believe. Well, I heard in one night. I heard in one night that Rex kicked out 38 cars in one night there. So. 
Yeah. We had him on the show one night, and he was telling us all the people that he's called cheating there at uh, Citrus and or Ocala, and it was funny. I think that uh, – have you had to come across him? Nah, they don't mess with the late models. They don't, they don't mess no. with the late models. No, they don't. Yeah. They want you to come back. Yeah. Yeah. Where are you racing next no, week? They have a new tech man there this year. You know, a young guy. I was a little, But I'll tell you what, he's doing a heck of a job, you know. I mean, uh, he's straightening the place out, and, you know, he's really doing the job the way it should be done, you know. Uh, and, and I commend him for that. I mean, he, you know, he, he looks, and, and he just does a fantastic job, you know. Well, when he he'll catches... Shine the light, so... When he catches you or Bresnahan cheating, then he'll really be doing his job. Yeah. They were getting on surprise. The Internet ain't buzzing because we had a... Uh, a thing on our carburetor this week, and he was lucky. He didn't know what it was. You know, most people didn't. It's, a, it's actually a device, so when the throttle sticks, if it ever does, it'll kill the motor. Right. Know? But it, it's something that we got from up north from the Winston <laughs> Cup deal, you know. Had wires all running to it and everything. It's a nice <laughs> machine and hooked to the MS. Well, naturally, they think traction control, uh, you know. And uh, You should have told them that's what it was. You know, so we, they looked and looked, <laughs> and we're going to supply them with the paperwork, the manufacturer and all that, but it was just a, a thing we put on there and... Uh, I had that happen to me, and that's why I put it on it. A throttle stuck at Ocala, and there I went sailing down turn four. And if you've ever been to Ocala, that's like the tightest corner at any racetrack. And you're going to go I straight. Went, I went in straight with wide open throttle, and I said, "No, nope, I don't ever want to do that again." So we looked into this thing that'll cut the motor, and it's a tremendous thing for 195 dollars. It'll save your life. I know that. Yeah, we've talked about Ocala's and the, all the different racetracks, Herba. Uh, what's the toughest racetrack in the state of Florida to race on? To actually race a hundred lap race on, Ocala. <laughs> There's yeah, never been a question about that's that. That's what I say too. I say the whole time that you're at Ocala when you're racing, you just swear somebody's going to tap you and you're fixing to spin out the whole time. Well, you never go straight there. You're constantly turning. <laughs> yeah, you know, constantly turning. Yeah, you know, I, I won a super late mile championship there one year. Uh, you know, we decided just to race there for a whole year. But I'll tell you what, that place is tough. Yeah, it is. Uh, I heard some on talk on the internet on about shoulders. them. It's tough. Oh. I'm sorry, I didn't hear you talking. That's, that's, that place is tough on your body physically, your neck, your shoulders. You're, you're constantly turning. You, it's like you, you never get a break. Yeah, it's, it's like big, the Powell Memorial there. That would be a killer sometimes. Three-quarters of the way through, you're, you're hurting. You're like, wow, we need a caution. Yeah, but it's a tough place. It's, it's so unusual, the configuration. You know, the, the banking is different. The corners are different. It's just... Any any notes you got from any other track, you just throw them away because it, it doesn't pertain. You just <laughs> all by itself that place. I know on the Coinac site they were talking about Ocala, uh, maybe going dirt. What do you yeah, think that about that? That's what it used to be. Yeah, I know. It used to be, and and I talked to Mike Peters, and he said definitely, yeah, they're going to do it. I mean, they're they're tough. You know, they can't compete with Citrus on a Saturday, so they went to Friday, and we've been over there eight or nine times already this year on a Friday night with the Super and the, and the Modified, and they're just not getting a car count, and it's, you know, they're trying to make ends meet, and years ago when it was dirt, we used to go there on a Friday. On a Friday dirt, they'd get plenty of cars, so and, I, I think he's doing the right thing, actually. Yeah. Uh, and the track? And now when he does that, Citrus is going to pick up some more cars, so they're going to be, at the beginning of the year, they'll have over 200 cars the first Ab few months, I think they will. Absolutely. Absolutely, or I agree. You know, going to have to start turning people away, or, or I don't know, maybe they'll have to start running at four thirty instead of five thirty or something. I don't know. Did you ever uh, race dirt? 
yourself? Uh, twice. <laughs> Did you like it? <laughs> well, obviously not much. You know, it's a lot of fun out there sliding around, but I, I don't like it. <laughs> it's a mess, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, I don't have to clean the car before I work on it, you know? Hey, listen, Herb's a clean-cut guy, keeps a clean operation over there, okay? His car's very clean, so I know he hated racing on the dirt. <laughs> yeah, no. Too dirty. No, no, don't like it. Don't, don't. It's fun to do, but unfortunately, I got to work on it and race it, so I don't like the work on part in the dirt. Yeah, you know, if Ocala goes back to dirt there and they keep that same track configuration, uh, I remember talking to David Rudiman uh, at the beginning of all the Pal Memorials when they had it changed it to asphalt there, and uh, he was telling me that the track was real similar when it was dirt, and I can't imagine, you know, uh, you can't hardly get the traction with the asphalt. How did you get it with the dirt? But that that probably would be a good idea for them to think about making that track a dirt track. I mean, he ran the Super over there. We used to go watch him, and... He ran a small block against the big blocks, and and uh, him and Rankin, Harold Rankin, were the two top dogs over there, and, and half the time they'd split, but David was very persistent on the small block thing, you know, and you know, and, and it worked for him, but uh, they put on a great show. To, the sprint cars were really phenomenal over there. Yeah, I bet. Uh, Sammy Rodriguez and uh, Gene Lasker. Gene Lasker, he'd go around that place and never lift. <laughs> We talked about Gene last week. We talked about Gene last week, and for you folks that don't know who Sam Rodriguez is, you're hearing about Eric Amarola on TV, the NASCAR driver. That is his grandson. And Mm -hmm. uh, Sam Rodriguez was a uh, big-time racer, sprint car racer, cheater, big-time cheater. Now, Dickie Anderson says you're not cheating until you get caught. That's right. And uh, And if Dickie gets caught, that's right. Dickie says it's true. Just say it wasn't your fault, you know. Uh, so, uh, does Dick ever make it down there with his ride anymore and uh, try to put it on you fellows at his old home stomping grounds? Uh, not really. Wayne Wayne comes by every now and again. In fact, we're expecting Wayne another two weeks. We're, they're going to run a, uh, a Twin 50 deal that they do, a pretty neat thing for all the classes. You know, and they, they run like a Twin 50. You run 50 laps, pull in the infield for 10 minutes, fuel, no, no tires, no, and make whatever kind of, then you go out for another 50, you know. Paying separate purses and you know, uh, really same yeah, tires. Wayne Wayne usually shows up for them, you know, but Wayne Wayne's he don't have it easy. I can guarantee you that. You know he, you know, this many times <laughs> where where Wayne is stuck behind me or Brendan, and that's where he stays. He ain't you know. And there's been times where me or or Brendan have have been behind him and you know got to muscle him a little, you know, but. Uh, let me ask you something. Is Danny Johnson still out there? Well, he he was this week. <laughs> Does he still have the guy telling him to 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 fire all the time in the in oh the pits? My gosh! Oh my gosh! You yeah, you know about that, huh? Jack, man, are you listening to me over there? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. I, now I'm going to talk about these people, and if they're listening, then they can write about it all they want. But Danny Johnson used to be a guy raced late mall down there, and the guy that I guess he owned the car, or whatever. He would he would tell him on the radio if you were standing next to him, you'd be hearing him out of the corner every time Danny would come out of the corner. He'd be like, "Fire, fire, yeah, that's it. Break, well, fire, you know, and uh, saying Danny, it loud." Danny's, oh, she's uh, driving the car on his own. No more radio. Control. <laughs> uh, he was his, his his radio operator is now somebody else. Okay. Well. <laughs> and I I think the guy that he's with now just turns the radio off and don't listen to him. Uh, yeah. 
So. Yeah, that's the thing. Danny used to listen to him, and so it caused a lot of problems during the races. But I think that's why they had to make the outside line start working there. It was a Danny Johnson rule. <laughs> Danny, I'm only giving you a hard time, buddy. It was just from a lot of hard laps trying to get around you and wear my brakes out. Herb, have you ever raced up at Columbia Motorsports Park? Absolutely. Yep, yep, sure did. Yeah, when when Bert uh, had the Florida Pro Series, and uh, we went up there this past, you know, uh, I guess two two times this year already. Uh, yeah, yeah, we've had some interesting runs up there. Uh, Isn't next week the um, the uh, we're gonna, Cecil? We're, um, we're going to be talking to Scott McAllister in a few minutes about the Cecil. Oh, Williams okay, because I know that's yep. coming up, and I wanted to make sure everybody else knows. Yeah, okay, yeah. Jack, you blew that one for me. Now let's see where I can go from here. <laughs> you know, this is a fiasco. And we we won't be going up there. I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of the guys from Citrus will be going there. We we won't be going. Uh, uh, you know, but that that that's a nice track. You know. We it's so different. With my boy up there with the modified, uh, which I know they're not, not going to run modifies no more. That was another track that kind of, it, it's just out of the way, I guess. They're struggling with car count, so they they did away with, you know, the Supers did away with this, the open wheel modifieds, and, you know, but a lot of it's the economy and the gas price and everything else. You know, it's hard to travel. It's hard to hard to do. But uh, this, this weekend, that ought to be a pretty good show up there. Cecil was a good guy. Yes. Uh, you know. Uh, we were we used to go up to Bronson all the time when he was running Bronson and you know he's just a he was a super guy that guy yeah I ran a, that place is so cool I mean it's like going back in time Jack and I went to this little restaurant um, while we were waiting for the rain to stop and there's all these guys sitting out on rocking chairs in the front and it's like oh yeah I I, I wish I could get in a race car Carol and, Carol but, Carol hold it right down what. That was not a restaurant. That was a lunch counter. Excuse me. Were we all at the Huddle House or the <laughs> you got it. the Huddle House? I just I think it's a very quaint, beautiful little town. I wouldn't want to live there because there's no Super Walmart or anything. Well, there but is. You just got to go up one more exit. There's oh, a Super okay. Walmart. Trust me. There's nowhere in Florida that there's not a damn Super Walmart. It's just so <laughs> laid back and and beautiful. And you go down that road with all the trees and the grass. Uh, Herb, it was great talking to you. We got to get going. We got a lot of shows still to do. Um, I hope to see you again racing. You know, uh, hopefully on the night that your son comes down and runs the uh, um, uh, modified show, that uh, I'm there watching that night, or maybe uh, you know, well, they run the super late to, model. Uh, Auburndale. He's going to be going over to Auburndale for that big show over there. Yeah. So we it, we it, we took him over there a couple weeks ago just to look at the place and run around a little bit and. Uh, he, he turned some laps faster than anybody's been around that track in the last couple of months, so we're, we're we got some high expectations now. He's going to do it without me because, and I like to go with him, you know, obvious reasons. But uh, I can't. I got to race my super them twin fifties that night, so he'll be over at Auburndale, and I'm going to get the old big, Billy Bickelheimer there. He's going to be on the radio and helping him out. Yeah, that's a, that's another driver from uh, back in the day there. Yep, yep. Billy Bickelheimer from Sunshine Speedway. Yep bad accident there he just he just made his first race the other week you know he's, he's out of the wheelchair and back in a race car and you know he's, he's lucky to be alive what happened you know, to him he had a bad wreck on the highway you know a head-on collision and busted him up pretty good but uh he's a survivor he's strong you know and uh he battled back and everything's good he's you know he, he but he, he got in his race car the other week for the first time 
Because huh. his wife wasn't liking it, but, you know, <laughs> he's a racer. He's yeah. back in the car, but uh, he's, a, he's a good old boy. Yeah, he's, he's a good racer, and he's just, both him and his wife are great people, and they're going to they're gonna go out over there to Auburndale and help, help my son out. And so, but we're, we got our hopes up for that, that big race over there, so. Well, I hope it's a good night for you guys. Maybe it can be a dual win. You Maybe yeah. you'll win that night. Maybe he'll yeah. win that night. That'll be nice. And uh, tell uh, Bexelheimer there that old Bonehead said what's up. I just talked to him for a while. Yeah, he might be listening to him and Wendy. You never know. Herb, thank you so much for coming on the show. I'm, I appreciate it. I know I, g- yeah. I didn't give you a whole lot of notice this week. Um, good luck with your racing, and we'll talk to you real soon. Were you apologizing to him just then? I can if I want. <laughs> Herb, hey, Herb, thank take you so it easy. much. See you later, man. Thank you now. Herb Newman. Herb Newman, race car driver. Super late models. We'll be right back. It's like it's like a bunch of robots out there, and everything's just programmed. You might as well go watch uh, uh, wrestling, you know? And uh, <laughs> I think that's the reason some people are coming back to short track racing. They're getting a little sick of it. <laughs> I'm a big NASCAR fan, trust me, you know? Hi, I'm Rob Partolo, driver of the 93 ASA Late Model, and you're listening to Real Racing USA on Short Track America. Do you need to raise your land and business to new heights? Then you need to call Evergreen Development and Construction. They do it all, from land development, construction, drainage, excavating, site prep, and even environmental projects. No job is too big for Evergreen Development and Construction. Give them a call at 813-478-8847. And don't forget to check out the late model Evergreen Development Construction Race Team. They'll be at a track near you. And remember, just think green. Evergreen Development and Construction. 813-478-8847. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Pro Sports Heckler Guy. Mr. Pro Sports Heckler Guy. They say those who can't play coach. Apparently those who can't coach sit 30 rows back, shirtless, shouting obscenities. Thanks to you, our team is armed with game-winning tips like catch the ball and throw it. You stink. That sucks. What a bunch of losers. Not just catcalls, but subtle psychological ploys to prod your team to victory. Reverse psychology. So here's to you, old sultan of shouting, because while there may be no I in team, thanks to you, there's always an F and a U. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Are you ready to win? If so, it's time to move up to five-star race car bodies. Five-star race car bodies designs and manufactures the highest quality race car body components. Short tracks, drag strips, road courses, and even in the desert, five-star has one driving passion to help you win. Five-star race bodies designs and manufactures for NASCAR, Grand Am, NHRA, IHRA, SCCA, short track asphalt, short track dirt, USAC, USAR, Hooters Pro Cup, and the ASA Late Model Series. Find out more today, fivestarbodies.com. Oh, we're back. Yeah, we're back. Inside Florida Racing, uh, just talking about uh, me and my baby problems, uh, fixing to have a child, and I don't think that I'm going to be racing at the uh, 
Charlotte County Motorsports Park for their super late model race that they're having this week. So, Well, I'll miss you out there. I, I hope it's more than just you miss me. Well, they will be racing super late models somewhere. And uh, somewhere, Scott McAllister, where is somewhere? Come on up to Lake City, Florida, and enjoy a beautiful Columbia Motorsports Park for the Cecil Williams Memorial 100 this weekend. It's, uh, it's going to be a great race. We had a great field of cars show up there, and obvious Mother Nature just kind of Kind of dealt us a bad blow there, but we're going to see if we can get it in this weekend. I have a lot of confidence that we will, and I'm sure we'll have another great field of cars, as Rob was talking about earlier, and who and Herb uh, Newman alluded to. Uh, you know, they're, they're not going to be racing them down here in Citrus County, so we're hoping to gain some of those cars, too. So with those guys, it should be a great field of cars. Y'all need to come on up. It's a beautiful, beautiful place to watch a race at. The weather ought to be really nice up there. That's another good thing. And, uh, Cece, if you want to come up and... We can talk all you want to about anti-dive and Ackerman <laughs> adjustments and caster and camber gauges and lobster gauges. We'll send it all to you. Oh, I would love that. Okay. <laughs> she yeah, wants to know about uh, coil bind. Yeah, and we'll teach you all about coil binding. And you know, It's okay. You just have to wear a mouthpiece when you go around the track. Just your teeth out of your head. But what about traction control? We don't know. We don't talk about uh, TC very much around here. That's uh, okay. Refer to it as TC, and um, we just know, we know the people that use it and the people that don't. So we just leave it at that. No, it's uh, you know it, it is going to be a great field of cars. We had Timmy Russell up here that night. We had uh, a lot of the older racers. Like Jimmy Cope was up there. Everybody that you hadn't seen for a long time was up there. Lee Fogg, Michael Falk was up there, and of course. Um, uh, um, Patrick Williams is out there, and he's got as good a chance as anybody to win the doggone thing. So, be kind of cool. You know, it's been a bittersweet year. We've we've lost some great people in, in this uh, in this season, and you know, most recently, of course, um, you know, Mike Swim, and and that was a sad sad news to hear about Mike. And and you know, my condolences, my condolences go out to he and his family um, for what they've had to go through, but. Uh, yeah, with Bert and Cecil being gone this year, it's been a big blow. But hopefully, this is something that can make it uh, make it a little bit better, anyway. Yeah, so, I mean, car. I mean, I know. Uh, I, I, I hate to put you on the spot, but how much? What kind of car count you think we'll have for this thing? You know, the last time I think we had twenty-seven, and you know, three on the way. You always hear that twenty-seven and three more on the way. They're in Gainesville. They're on their way. <laughs> but. Um, I think you, you know. I think you probably look at it with citrus uh, cars coming up there. Maybe even thirty cars. I mean, it, it's going to be packed. And, and if you know that track, man, Robin can tell you, thirty cars. I mean, you know, it's, no problem. Yeah, it, it's going to be a lot of fast, and, and it's just going to be a lot of crazy action. You know, I did crash a ram or crash a rama last week, so we don't want to see that this week up there. But there is going to be a lot of action. That's for sure. There are some fans that want to see that. The crash of Rama? Of course. Man, you, you should have seen this past week, this guy, we saw one guy, his helmet flew off of his head. He hit, <laughs> he hit this barrier. Oh, my God. Wow. How hard do you got to hit? Out of it, he shot out of the car. I thought his head was still in it. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, my goodness. The first straightaway, U.S. International Speedway. Scotty, you went down to USA to do that deal. Were you part of that whole fiasco? Yeah, yeah. Well, they called me at the last minute, Barry and... and um, those guys, they found out we got rained out in Lake City, so Barry and uh, and Billy called me up and said, man, could you come down here and do this? And I'd already seen it one time. And the first time, it was pretty cool. You know, I mean, it was all right. Motorsports Madness. I did get to see the Green Mamba melt this car down. Oh, cool. oh I love the Green Mamba. 
They hooked this car up to this jet thing. <laughs> I mean, about 10 feet away, it's hooked up. Somehow they have it mechanic- mechanically hooked up. And this dude just lights this thing up and melts this thing down to a block of steel. Isn't that incredible? I mean, they have to chain the vehicle down or it'll move. Oh, you know, that- it is amazing to watch. It moved in little sparks as it flew out across the front straightaway. Yeah, yep. it was an incredible thing. But, uh, yeah, they carted a few people off out there, you know, but that's what Crasherama is all about. I mean, you know, the spiral of death, come on. Yeah. Oh, he, did he, he was there to do that? Oh, I saw him. They did a T-bone and a spiral of death thing. And with the T-bone, the guy just literally T-bones into cars. I mean, he just hits the jump at about 60 miles an hour. Yeah, remember... Remember we had him on our uh, Real Racing USA Tuesday That's night right. show. Remember, he, that guy is nuts. Well, he was in a body cast. The last time I saw him, I was like, hey, again. I'm like, God, man, what is your deal? got to be an easier way to make a Yeah, you got to see this spiral of death. This is absolutely, I mean, I haven't seen it live. I've seen, he was there with his laptop and he showed us videos of himself. Un- short by about 10 feet, man, and I swear I didn't think, and he crawls out of the car. Here he comes. So, crazy. Yeah, well, it's pretty crazy. If you've never seen it one time, it's probably worth the, worth the show, and it was pretty crowded there at Lakeland, I have to say. You know, it's always fun to go over there. Always treated very nice by Billy and his staff, so that, that's always, I'm always glad to go over there and help those guys out, but yeah, this weekend, I swear the place to be is come back up to Lake City. I know it was a long trip for you guys, but... If you get a chance to come up here, literally, you're going to see some of the best and some of the oldest and newest race car drivers. I mean, it would, last time around, we had uh, Ricky Carmichael out there. We had, you know, we would like to get, you know, some of the drivers from over at Inverness, like Mike Bresnahan, when he brings his piece over here. I mean, that's, it's going to be sweet. And, you know, like I said, we have some of the old-timers coming back, too. It's just and you should, before we had a blast. And you should night, be... I was gonna say, and you should be having great weather for it because there's supposed to be a, a little bit of a cold front coming through, which will make the uh, drivers happy. It not being so hot out there. I think it's a great place, especially when it cools off, because obviously, and <laughs> it's hot down south and it's cold up north. But you know, it is nice and cool up here in Lake City versus. And don't get me wrong, I like going down to Punta Gorda, but it's just hot down there all the time. And come up here, you see, you know, you feel the change of the weather, and it's nice to sit out there and watch a race and. As Carol was talking about earlier, when the moon comes up over that track, it's pretty cool out there. So, once again, you know, in memory of Bert and Cecil, we, we're going to try to put on the best show that we can. And, and I think we're going to have a boatload of late models there. So, if you like late model racing, no doubt the place to be this weekend, Lake City, Columbia Motorsports Park, Cecil Williams Memorial 100. Uh, it's a $3,000 to win race, so there's going to be a lot of, uh, you know, be a lot of good race car drivers there. Okay, Scotty. Thank you, man. We got to run. We'll talk to you really soon, and uh, I know it'll be great this weekend, man. All right. Thanks. Appreciate it, guys. Bye. Take I'll take you easy. up on the invitation. See ya. Okay. What okay. Imi- what invitation did you get? To come up there and get my education up there oh, at the yeah. track. Invitation for education. Invitation for education. Hey, if we're going to yeah. talk to Seth Greco, we better talk to him soon. It's going to get past his bedtime. <laughs> <laughs> Something tells me that he's probably staying up a little bit later than your he bedtime. Probably st- he and probably back stays in the day. up late. Um, let's see. So, Video are games. we going to uh, are we are we racing around the state? Do we have somebody else coming up and I get hope, a report of yet, from I yet hope another that we're track? Racing. I hope that we're racing around the state. Oh, I think we are. I think Jack is working on that. Um, as we are talking, are we? Do we have a caller? We have another. I don't know what it is with this. Uh, this you, microphone. It's the operator. 
operating here. Go okay. ahead. Who's who's on the line with us? Seth Greco. Is hey, this you, Seth? Seth? Yes, it is. Oh, yes, it's you. I can tell by the voice. Yeah. Uh, number 74, uh, Fast Kids. Um, just a fast truck altogether he's got. Uh, tell us about your racing, Seth. You're leading the points, right? Yes, sir, I am. It's been a really good year. Um, my dad set the truck up really good, and all my sponsors are sponsoring me really good, and I'm hopefully going to win the championship. Well, that would be great. We're we're rooting for you for that. Now, Seth, hi, my name is Cece. What championship hi. is this? It's the Fast Kids Truck Series uh, championship. Oh, who's chasing you? Huh? Who's after you? Chastain. Chastain. Oh, Ross? Yeah. Yep. Oh. Oh. It's a battle, but you've got more wins than him this year, don't you? I think I do. I think I have set six or seven wins. Yeah, well. You guys. Go ahead, Ross. You guys definitely have some serious races when you're out there. You know, uh, the folks that are usually watching, you know, you see these kids out there racing and, and know this. There's a lot of competition between these guys, you know. They're mm-hmm. friends in the pits, but when it comes to the race, um, you know, I know Seth. I've talked to him on this radio a couple times during his racing, and uh, he's all about it, man. He's all about it for sure. Well, being a fan, you know, and being up there sitting up on the hill and watching them race, the, the, the people that are watching get into it, and I've heard a lot of them say that they enjoy watching the fast kids. That it's They put on a great show. Now, uh, you talked about your dad, Seth. He's a real character in himself, isn't he? Oh, yeah, he's a real character. <laughs> Some people told me uh, while I'm racing, he's, he's pacing back and forth. Oh, man, it's it's like he doesn't want to talk to Seth on the radio, so he gets other people to do it. But then mm-hmm. he commences to tell us what to tell him on the radio. <laughs> and, uh, you know, listen, I'll say this about Seth. He's How old are you, Seth? I'm 13 years old. He's 13 years old, but he can really wheel a race his whoa, truck. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah, isn't Seth, that crazy? Seth, do you have a driver's license? No. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> no, but he can wheel his truck. Now, Seth, why don't you tell the folks out here, why is it that you can wheel your truck so good? Tell us about your racing career and when it started. Okay, I was uh, five years old when I started uh I started racing at Lakeland uh, when they when they had it back then, and uh, they ended up kicking us out of there because I won uh, my first race, and uh, I kept going and winning, and they kept tearing us down, so they kicked us out, and then uh, we went racing at Dirt Devils, and then I was racing uh, Purple Plate in go-kart, and uh, I ended up winning the championship over there, and... Uh, uh, then we moved up to a mini cup when I was 10 years old, I, I believe it was. And uh, I won 15 out of 22 races and uh, won the championship in that and then moved up to the kids' fast truck. Right now I'm leading the point. My first year in the fast kids, I practiced and got used to the truck and uh, got used to it. And uh, the following year, which is this year I'm uh, leading the points right now. Okay, now, Seth, uh, Bonehead and I have been talking tonight um, discussing young drivers, and uh, so we're going to ask you, have you spent a lot of time playing racing video games in in practicing maneuvers and set up and then applying that to uh, real racing? Yeah. Actually, I just got an Xbox 360, which is the newest 
video game out. Yeah. And I got uh, NASCAR 08, which the NAS- actual NASCAR guys are in. And I got an online video network uh-huh. that is just for the Xbox 360 players, which you hook up to your online. Yeah, so you can talk to the other players? Yep, you can actually talk to whoever you're playing. And one night I was playing Tony Stewart in uh, in uh, Junior. Really? Yeah, it was really cool. Oh, that is that does sound really cool. Now, are you? Do you get involved with um, the mechanical side of the truck and and setting things up and and learning and understanding all about that? Not uh, not the mechanic stuff, but I know what the truck does. They can tell me if it look the truck looks tight, mm-hmm. and I can tell them that it was tight, so they can make a change. My dad can make a change to it. Well, that's cool. Hey, Seth, um, you're, you're what, 13? Yes, ma'am. And where do you go to school? I'm actually homeschooled because next year I want to do the ASA Late Model Series. Very good. Now, did you have a, a lot of friends that go out to the track and support you? Yes, I do. I, all my family goes out to the racetrack and supports me. Well, that's great. And, and I tell you, Rob, it sounds like a, a, a young man with his uh, head firmly planted on his shoulders and uh, with a future here. Yeah, he uh, just needs uh, he needs somebody like Richard Childers or one of those guys to come down here and uh, and snag him up and put him uh, you know behind the wheels of one of them cars. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, Seth, tell us about your little brother a little bit and what what's going on with him and his mini cup racing. Blaze is doing really good for a little while and... Uh, he was racing a mini cup, and every race he ended up getting second because he he would uh, stay back because he had the little carburetor, and he would be uh, a good ways behind him and miss all the wrecks. So he, some races he got second place, and the worst I think he did was third. So is he doing better with driving? Are you helping him out? Oh yeah, I'm helping him out a lot. He's he's doing really good. So I I think. I, I don't know if he's going to take racing a long ways like I will, but he's doing really good for what he has. Now, Seth, do you want to make a career out of this? Yes, I do. I, hopefully uh, this year we're trying to get with uh, with Todd Bodine. Actually, in a couple of weeks I'm going up to his shop, and I'm going to go talk with him. He, he's uh, interested in a young driver, mm-hmm. and he has a NASCAR Bush, I think, or NASCAR East team. And he's looking forward to uh, maybe uh, putting me on an ASA team. Well, that'll be a good deal for you. You know, uh, you just need to keep doing what you're doing, and that's driving driving hard when you get behind the wheel and uh, doing the best you can to relay to your other people that are on the other end, you know, what's going on. And uh, I think you're going to keep doing well. And keep having yeah. fun. Yeah, have fun with it, you know. I know you do. Mm-hmm. And uh, your dad, don't worry, uh He's just going to be crazy like that the whole time. Even when you're racing NASCAR one day, he's going to be jumping around telling the crew chief what he should be telling you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, Seth, you know, uh, tell us your sponsors real quick. Get that out. Tell everybody your truck number and uh, what to be looking for. All right. My truck number is number 74, the white one. My sponsors are my mom and dad. I would like to thank them a lot because they've done a lot for me. My sponsors are Greco Plastering, Rainer Construction, Apex Mortgage, and, and the LaJoy of Seating. They they, uh, they do all my seats, and uh, they make they make me uh, some uh, nice seats. 
Well, all right. That's a that's a load of sponsors, but I guess you need them to be a champion. Yeah, we really do. <laughs> well, uh, good luck with the chase there. I know Chastain's going to be giving you a hard time. So uh, how many races you guys got left? I think we got three left, and I'm only two points ahead. You guys racing this weekend? Oh, yeah. At Charlotte County? Yep. All right. Well, I, I, I look forward to watching you race this Saturday night, Seth. Uh, all right. Thank you. Good luck, thank Seth. Thank you for we'll joining see you later. us. All right. Take it easy. All right. Uh, Seth Greco. Um, 13 years old, no driver's license. Impressive. Yeah. Imagine that. Yeah, he's 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 gonna be one to watch. I mean, I'm telling you, he's been racing. He really hasn't racing all that time because I remember uh, when I had my bone carts uh, deal while I was you Your know buying bone carts. What's a bone cart? Bone carts. I was uh, buying and selling racing go karts uh, parts and stuff online, <laughs> and I went to uh, I went to the racetrack there at Dirt Devil, and uh, he was racing anything, there. Anything his, to make a buck. Right? His dad was just as crazy <laughs> then. But let me tell you, Seth's always been running up front, man. He don't know what it's like to run in the back. Bone carts. He's got that natural ability, huh? Yeah. Natural ability. That's what it, I, I mean. I, I guess everybody's got the natural ability. If it's honed from the time you're five years old to 13, you're going to be pretty good. I mean, yeah. that's eight years of driving. Yep. So uh, what's going on? Oh, no, it's a whole different thing. That's later. Later. <laughs> uh, speaking of later, uh, what happened at DeSoto? Do we got to go Is to it break? late enough to find out what happened at DeSoto now? Well, I'll tell you. You know, I wrote as I wrote for people who want to know like the facts that were present as they they happened at DeSoto on Florida Stock Car Racing. There's an article: um, ASA Late Models cancels canceled DeSoto Speedway race. Uh, I know that that is not enough uh, juicy, salacious uh, BS and and titillation to uh, sustain the blood marrow of uh, the average poster on a Florida stock car racing message board, and I understand that. But the difference is, like, when you put, put, put a news article out and you write a news article for public consumption, you really are prescribed to stick to the facts. Otherwise, um, you have no professional respect amongst your peers, and you can get sued. Okay. Okay. So the facts are that there are you know they're presented there, and, and people can go read read what you know happened at the track. Okay. Um, basically, what happened was there was an altercation. It would be a nice way of saying it, I suppose, between the owner of the track and an official from the ASA, a national touring series. The touring series made the decision based on their own you know personnel and their their own deal. They made the decision that it was in their best interest to leave the track at that point and not race on Saturday night. Um, most of what I mostly have to say about it is, uh, you know, for for ninety percent at least of what is posted on message boards that I have seen is complete nonsense um, about this subject. There's uh, a little bit of facts posted here and there. And even a lot of those facts are, you know, kind of twisted or slanted to, uh, um, you know, embellish a, a person's mm-hmm. personal bias in the matter. Because, you know, it's a well-known fact. John Sapricone has, you know, more than a few people who don't particularly care for his, his way of doing things. Okay. And then there's also uh, uh, more than a few people who don't particularly uh, um, 
find anything positive in racing, and I quite frankly wonder why that they are even bothering to um, be a part of this whole thing. Because um, people give them recognition or listen to them or write back. I'm probably. That's probably what it's about. But, uh, you know, I think that uh, this was a very sad thing for all people concerned. I think it was tremendously sad. Um, I think that it didn't um, help. Um, I mean, there was no good to come out of this entire thing for anybody concerned, not the racers, not the fans, not the track, um, and certainly not the series. And I don't think there was anything good to come out of it at all. And, uh, you know, and it, but it strikes a bigger thing with me, and, and that is that, um, you know, people worry about, like we were talking about it earlier tonight, we were, you know, a little joking, jokingly getting into the NASCAR thing, you know, and, and – uh, and how NASCAR hurts stock car racing at the local level. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, that's an argument and a debate that's sort of been ongoing for a number of years now. And some track promoters think that it does. Some promoters think that it doesn't. And it's, it's something that's open to debate. But what I see is in Florida particularly is what is hurting this sport more than, more than anything is this constant contentiousness and people who want to bash track owners, promoters, race car drivers, and I mean unmercifully, just reputation-destroying attempts by people uh, against other people in the industry. And I just think that unless that sort of stuff needs to go away, man, I mean, you can only have so much negativity. Mm -hmm. and, it, I, and, and I think you would agree. It's, it's very true that no... Uh, no track owner, no track official can can please everybody all the time. There's there's no pleasing all the fans, all the drivers, um, all the sponsors, and so there's always going to be disagreements. But it's how things are handled. Exactly. I, I mean, I think we need a little more civility. Um, I mean, of course, people do things that piss other people off, you know, and that's life, and we understand that, but. You know, I think we need to handle things with a little more civility than we're handling them mm -hmm. now. Now, is, has there been anything that you've seen um, posted that is just um, so off field does, of, of, of what happened it. that you want that you want to correct anything? No, no, okay. I, no. I don't. I don't even bother um, reading it. I don't even bother. I, I I tend not to read very much of it anymore. Okay. Fr frankly, I don't. I mean, people find that hard to believe, but I don't. Well, I, I didn't know if there was maybe anything that no, you wanted to clear no. up about what happened. No, I, okay. I have, I've come to the point where, personally, where I've got, I've been, you know, watching this message board, Florida message board, for 10 years. And I can just about tell you, um, almost with precision, what is going to be posted on on that message board after an event um because we've seen it you know you've seen the same rerun mm -hmm. and so you see it over no i don't I, there's no sense on commenting so, on that so if people want to get an idea of what happened they can read your article yeah that, that's it and, and it's posted where yeah. for them to access it so in florida stock car racing on carnac.com okay hey uh nobody's gonna mess with the don you know what i'm saying you know what i mean <laughs> John's always going to come out okay. But the ASA final race, there's actually one good thing came out of this, actually, is the final race of the year in the ASA was supposed to be at Birmingham, which I really didn't like because I didn't really see my way clear to go to Birmingham, mm -hmm. Alabama that particular weekend. 
And now, the, because of the schedule change, the last race of the year will be at South Georgia Motorsports Park, which is just, north, just a few miles north of Valdosta. And it's a great, great facility. It's a you know relatively new track. It's a you know it's a palace, and um, and it'll be a great place for those uh, all these young drivers. Um, uh, and and there's just a tremendous amount of Florida talent that will be in that race, and it'll be fun to see that. It's amazing how the story gets all turned around, isn't it? By the time you know all the words get talked and everybody says this or that, and I. I heard that somebody said Wayne Jefferson was a transvestite, and John got all pissed off at him. <laughs> you know, it's crazy. Isn't it crazy, Wayne, how people just get things screwed up like that? Well, I just, can I just ask something? I, I just wanted to know. Um, on Saturday nights when there is NASCAR racing, do you feel that that sometimes causes for a low turnout at the local no, short track. There are, because the local short track, they're going to show up no matter what's going on. Some tracks are more affected by it than others. It would appear based on the, the conversations mm-hmm. we've had with people. Some tracks are more affected by it with others. Some tracks have just said, okay, well, it doesn't. we're not going to let it affect us. And so they take actions to cater to certain um, uh, groups of people. Uh, the public and they market their efforts in certain areas where it's not going to be affected and so it doesn't bother them you know i think a lot of it's just a lot of uh it depends on the individual um, track okay uh, and uh the individual that's going to watch it and uh, when it comes to local racing you know the local racers that watch the backbone races all the time they're coming to the racetrack. They're well, coming I, to watch I was just Terry wondering Price. because they're coming to watch these guys at Randy at Kyle. They're coming a, to watch them. At every, there's a race Saturday night, but I know I will be at the track. At every track in this state and everywhere in this country, there is a hardcore group of backbone, like he just said. Like at Charlotte County, which you're most familiar with, mm-hmm. there's about um, four or 500 people that you could drop a nuclear bomb on downtown Ponta Gorda, and if there was any way those people could get to their seats... At 6 o'clock in the afternoon, they'd be there. That's right. And say late models or sprint cars, and you can guarantee that exactly. they'll hang out through the rain just to see what's going on. That's true. So, uh, you know, racing's good everywhere. I say if there's a racetrack around you, whether it's dirt, whether it's asphalt, whether it's north or south Florida or even Georgia or Alabama, support your local racetrack. See what happens. Who knows? Instead of watching NASCAR racing on TV, you might get to see Randy Kyle on there one day racing his truck. Take the family out to your local racetrack. Enjoy a family (laughs) night. Folks, I appreciate you listening to uh, Inside Florida Racing tonight uh, with Carol Wicks, CeCe Brooks, and myself, Rob Bonehead Elting. Um, For Jack Smith over there, I know we had a good time tonight. Did you have a good time, CeCe? I had a great time. Awesome. All right, folks, I hope you learned something. 